What's up, wrestling fans? We are back. It's the Inside Trip. I'm Brandon Olinger, alongside my partner in crime, Ben Watson. What up, what up, what up? We're back to talk to some wrestling. It's been a little while, so here we are. What's going on, Brandon? Not much. Just enjoying the holidays. What's going on with you, buddy? Dude, <laughs> we're still rolling with that music, too, though. Um, I don't know what to do with my intro. Like, you have this whole, what up, wrestling fans, and we're back. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I tried out singing, like, what up, what up, what up. I, I, try, I, I tried out, like, yelling, like, hey, what up, guys? Hey. And I just <laughs> don't know what to do. I mean, I don't know what to do. It's, look, you're like the play-by-play guy, and I'm the color commentary guy. And it's so hard for me because i got to, like, point things out and do things like this. I don't have a clue what to do. I'm going to figure something out, but I don't have it yet. I like the singing. That's just my opinion. <laughs> but hey, anyway, we're The Inside Trip. You can catch us on Twitter at The Inside Trip One. You can also send us an email to The Inside Trip One at gmail.com. Or you could Inside Trip Brandon when you see him on the street. Ooh, that sounds horrible. Don't do that. So, how was your holiday, buddy? It was fantastic. I tell you what, we. Uh... We had my mom's surprise 60th birthday party, which was fantastic. It went off without a hitch. I think you were there for a little I bit of it. There. Yeah, yeah. You brought your uh, wife and your little daughter. Yeah. Um, it was great. And it was awesome singing Christmas carols, the adult version. I believe um, my daughter got in on the song, I Saw Mommy Cupping Santa's Balls. That was, look, I didn't write that. My brother did. But yeah, we so, <laughs> so <laughs> you know how we do it. We listen to Christmas carols. We sing Christmas carols around the, the campfire out at the trolley stop. It's a local bar here. And, um, it's a good time. I saw Mommy Cupping Santa's Balls is a number one hit. So <laughs> I think we could say that on air. I'm not sure. But it was good, man. After that, can't beat it. Went up to see the in-laws family up there in Ashtabula, Ohio, outside of Cleveland, and spent New Year's and my birthday actually up there. So now I'm 33, man. Feeling old, bro. I woke up the next day and my knee was hurting. <laughs> Dude, I'm close to 40. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, and you look it. <laughs> hey, but did you hear about that Christmas miracle this year? The Browns won a the game. The Browns won a game. That's my, what's funny is they never say that. Cleveland Browns finally won their first game of the year. Um, and you then, know what's funny is I don't even like the Browns, and I was rooting for them for you. Thank you. Like, I'm a Bengals fan, but I'm sitting here going, miss it! Miss the kick! <laughs> I appreciate that. We needed that win. Uh, so, 1-15. Um, everybody, <laughs> get on the bandwagon now while there's room, because we're heading to the Super Bowl next year, baby. Oh, yeah. You buying tickets? Uh, probably not. No, <laughs> no. I mean, the Browns players buying tickets because that's all the only way they're getting there, dude. <laughs> Did you see any of the game yesterday? Which one? Oh, the Buckeye game. The Steelers. No. Oh the no. No. They, they I didn't watch. Them. I didn't watch the Browns Steelers uh, game. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, they had them beat until they didn't anymore and ended up losing. So no. I, I watched a little bit of that Buckeyes game. Oh, ooh. What? oh, that was horrible. Moving on to wrestling, right? That was horrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to wrestling. Um, so it's been a while since we last recorded. Um, lots gone on. I think this is uh one of our favorite times of the year with the holiday tournaments um tourneys um big one just happened and big one going on right now yeah what do you want to hit first why don't we hit the midlands first i think that that's because you know let's just go in chronological order i actually had a great um time here so i was up like i said up at my in-laws place and it was over my birthday right so my wife says what do you want to do on the 29th i want to watch so, the Midlands. yeah so i woke up and i well here's what's great so I woke up, and she's like, what do you want to do? I said, I really just want to watch wrestling. She's like, it's your day. You know, so her and her mom went shopping, and I had the Midlands on, um, um, the BTN uh, to-go app, which I had on my TV. Then I had two computers running. I was running, like, every mat, sitting there hanging out. And then at night, they cooked me a Skyline Chili Bar. So we had the Skyline Chili that we brought up, and we had, um, you know, a bunch of the other stuff. So it was just a perfect birthday. But, you know, <laughs> come on now. Midlands and Skyline Chili? 
It's a, it's a. Does it not get any better than that? It's a delight. So yeah, so why don't we hit the Midlands up first, Brandon? All right, sounds good. Um, so where do you want to start? You want to start at one twenty-five? Yeah, I think that would make sense. Actually, to me. quiz: Who won the Midlands tournament? Uh, who won the Midlands tournament was Iowa. I believe that they won the Midlands tournament for like the eighteenth time in the in a row. And uh, who was second? I think it was Nebraska, and Rutgers was third, and I'm totally guessing. Was I right? No, that was incorrect. Um, So Iowa did win the Midlands Wrestling Tournament this year. Nebraska finished in second, about 15 points behind them, followed by Arizona State. Oh, did Arizona State? Really? Well, yeah, because they only had how many champions? Two. Oh, you're right. All right, they had two champions. Um, After Arizona State was Rutgers, followed by Illinois, then NC State, Wisconsin. Then we get into some other teams. I like what Rutgers is doing, though. When I I was concerned when Rutgers and Maryland joined the Big Ten that they just weren't going to be able to hang wrestling-wise. Yeah, Maryland. Well, yeah, yeah, one is doing it. Like, one is really doing it, and one is – it's it's a problem. Yeah, I think they're doing a pretty good job out there at Rutgers. Um, They got some – they definitely have some studs. We'll talk about them in a bit. Um, So let's go ahead and get started on this Midlands thing. Uh, 125, our champion (laughs) – My boy, I know you can't. Oh, you love him. I you do. love him. I do. Thomas Gilman rolled to the title at 125 pounds. Oh, by the way, I think he also got the OW. Wait, award. rolled to the title? Yeah. Well, yeah, because he got rolled on his back a couple times. Let's talk about uh, him versus uh, Tay Rao in an eight to six uh, semifinal. Really got a little chippy that. at the end, didn't it? Yeah. Did you happen to see the video of why it got chippy? Yeah, yeah. So Tay Rao cross faced Gilman because Gilman like hard at the end. It was like with the last three seconds. Yeah, no, the guy was literally counting five, four, three, two, and then I think Tayrell just came back. And well, Tayrell knew twice. that was his last chance to, to do that. <laughs> but here's twice. the thing. Okay, so Gilman has a tough, tight match with Tayrell, eight to six. And I'll talk, look, Gilman dominated. Other than that, he dominated. It wasn't even close in the finals against Lambert, who's tough competition. I think Tayrell gave him fits because Tayrell gives everybody fits, right? I mean, I, I think Tayrell's got a hard style to prepare for. I mean, if you remember his brother, they're they're multi-time judo national champions. They do a lot of this crazy stuff on their feet. Um, I, again, you don't see a lot of guys that wrestle that style. Um, maybe not since Yoshi Nakamura back when he wrestled for Penn. Well, Tayrell splatled him. Yeah, he did. He hit I that mean, splatled. I tell you what. In, in an interview with Tom Brands after the match, Tom Brands is like, "We were in some trouble with that splatle. Like, luckily Gilman got his shoulders above Tayrell's body in the splatle, or else." But that could have been a pin. Yeah. Gilman was pretty aware of the situation. I don't know if you saw the interview, but he was, you know, he was worried about that phantom pin on those splatles, the one that was kind of called when Caldwell wrestled uh, Metcalf back in the day, caught him in that splatle. They call it the phantom pin. Gilman said he was really worried about that, so he had to make sure that he had his shoulders up high enough. I think he succeeded. And he did. He did. And, he did. He did. and it was a good match. And look, next time Gilman wrestles Tay out, I don't think it's 8-6. to six. I think it's worse. Gil- 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 I don't think anybody questions Gilman's wrestling um, you know, ability, right? I think it's just the fact that he's surrounded in controversy always. And you know what? It's almost similar to uh, Vontez Perfect, who's a Bengals player. I, I, you know, I'm a Bengals fan. He doesn't always do things wrong, but because he's done so many things wrong, that people point the finger the first time something goes wrong. So here, Tay Rao, you know, doesn't a crossface which should have been called illegal. Bad. Perfect is literally the dirtiest player in the NFL. Right, We're well, using him to compare. Yeah, so Tayrau does an illegal crossface, doesn't get called. Gilman gets upset. He gets a little chippy. People run on the mat. You know, people are going to instinctively say, oh, Gilman's involved in another controversy. Yeah, you said that. Well, I did say that, but I think a lot of other people agreed with sure, me sure. On, on Twitter. Sure. So, you know, Gilman, again, involved in controversy in the semis, but he pushes his way to the finals, and, and then he you know, dismantles Lambert. Yeah, I mean, Gilman had a great tournament. Again, the OW Award winner. 
I think he had one pen, three tech falls, a major, and then that close match with uh, with Tay Rouse. So he definitely earned that award. Um, were there any other matches at 125 that really kind of surprised yeah, you? Yeah, I think there's just a couple other things. One, I think that Lambert, he's the type of guy that, what is he, a three-time qualifier so far, hasn't All-American yet. No, right. I'd like to see him get on the podium this year. He's from Nebraska. Um, so he had a, a tight quarter with uh, Fleetwood, a 6-4 uh, overtime match. And Fleetwood's from Central Michigan, and I actually thought that was going to be tight. So when it was, I actually felt you know pretty good about my prognostication there. And other than that, have you heard of this guy uh, Sebastia Rivera? I think it's Sebastian Rivera. No, I haven't heard of him to no. this point. Is he, is he their starter? He's not their starter, is he? Ruben? No, I think he's an unseated freshman. Um, I think he's a redshirt freshman. He was a two-time Jersey State champ, Super Thirty Two champ, and journeyman champ. And uh, I think he was ranked like as high as like third coming out at his weight class. Um, um, coming out of high or coming out of high school is ranking, so he's one you're going to want to watch out for Northwestern. They're redshirting a, a couple different studs, and I tell you what, you know, he's one guy that might, you know, might for their uh, for their team next year do pretty well. And after that, you know, just because we're Ohio boys, I'd like to shout out to Shakur Laney. He took fifth, had a nice wrestling tournament, he had a real good tournament. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I don't know about you. I thought the 125 pound weight class was not as deep this year at the Midlands. One of the few weight classes that wasn't very deep. So. I wouldn't disagree with you. You know, you have Gilman, Lambert, Tay Rao. You know, other than that, you know, Shakur Laney was a third seed, and, you know, he was a qualifier last year but didn't do a ton. Agreed. Uh, So let's move on to 133 pounds. Man, this weight class, I thought, got a little bit more interesting. Um, Your champion, uh, kind of a little bit of a surprise in in some of our opinions, was Eric Montoya. Not a surprise to me. Oh, let me guess, because he's from New Mexico. He's in New Mexico. So if people, you know, I don't know if you guys, if anybody listened to a recent podcast, I am I was born in New Mexico, Albuquerque. So, you know, Eric Montoya is my boy. He's actually, I, I nicknamed him, he's the New Mexican Rattler. Because rattlesnakes are huge in New Mexico. And he, when he gets on top of you, he's like a snake. He's going to ride you tough. So I nicknamed him the New Mexican Rattler. You, you gave him a nickname? Yeah, he's the New Mexican Rattler. Did you run that by him? I mean, I haven't, but... It's a New Mexican Rattler. I'm not calling him the New Mexican Rattler. Yeah, you're going to call him the New Mexican Rattler from now on. <laughs> That's All right, we'll go by the New Mexican Rattler. Anyways, before we dive into this, so Clark Clark doesn't go. Clark doesn't wrestle. Right, Clark doesn't wrestle. Corey it, Clark from Iowa. Yeah, Corey Clark from Iowa. Any updates on that you, you heard of? Any chatter you've heard on the message boards? No, I well, Brands gave an interview, I think, after the tournament, and he was talking about Clark. He said Clark was ready to go, could have gone then. Um, again, he just reemphasized the fact that they were just being cautious in their approach, said there was really no reason to have him wrestle that weekend, but he fully expects him to be back in the next duel, which I think is against Michigan coming up. So that might be a good match to see Clark come back against Michik from Michigan. That's going to be a heck of a match. Um, so they, I didn't hear that. So Brands did say he's yeah, pretty ready, pretty I mean, close. Brands seemed very uh, optimistic, very positive, you know, kind of as a matter of fact about it that um, he had an injury. They've been rehabbing aggressively, um, could have gone this tournament. He, Clark wanted to go this tournament, but they felt there was really no reason to have him go this tournament. But we should see him back against Michigan. Uh, whether or not that happens, we'll see. But I hope I hope he does come back. I, I, I think I want him. I, I think everybody wants him back, you know. So so we already talked. Montoya finished first. He, you know, he beat um, Zane Richards. Wait, who did? Montoya. Who? Sorry, the New Mexican Rattler. Thank you. <laughs> finished first, um, winning over Zane Richards from Illinois in the finals, and what was a pretty good match. Six four OT. Six four OT. One of the, I think one of the more interesting matches in this bracket was in the semifinals with um, Seth Gross from uh, South Dakota State against the New Mexican Rattler Montoya. I, I, I was eyeing you on that one, go. buddy. Um, 
two to nothing, two to nothing match, one by Montoya, obviously. What was your thoughts of that? What was well, your... that was two rideouts. So I think it that, was. I think it it literally went to OT zero zero. Right. It was zero, nothing in nothing in the first. But obviously, if it goes OT at zero, nothing in the first period. Right. Second period, Montoya uh, went down. Montoya went down. Gross rode him out. Third yep. period. Gross went down. Montoya snaked him, rat, rattled him out. All right, I'll stop. You know, he, he wrote him out, and, you know, it goes to OT, and then Montoya goes and, you know, gets takedown. Similar to what he did in the finals um, when it was 6-4, uh, uh, to four, and from my recollection, Brandon, Richards took, took Montoya down twice in the, um, in, you know, during the match, mm-hmm. and Montoya got his escapes. Rode him out, so he got a riding time point mm-hmm. and didn't give him a skate, and then got his only takedown in the fi- or in the overtime period. Then too, so that's right. two matches in a row where he doesn't get a takedown during the match, and then ri- rides tough to push it to OT, and then gets his takedowns at the end of the match. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I think he scored enough points to win the match. Absolutely, I mean, and ultimately, that's I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Um, did you listen? Did you listen to his interview afterwards? The Midlands. I did. I I did. Um, I thought it was a pretty good interview. Uh, struck me as kind of odd, but one of the more interesting things that he said was that he was talking about the pace that his opponents wrestle, and he kind of admitted that he wrestles at a pace that's that's eighty percent the entire match, meaning he yeah. never he never hits that hundred percent mark. You know, but he talked about his opponents wrestling at a pace. He says his opponents start out at 100%, and then they're down to 80, and then they're down to 60, then 40, and that's where he really takes advantage of them. Um, <laughs> what do you think of that? You think that's a smart thing? I think it's really smart in theory, right? In theory, you don't want to wear yourself out. Uh, you know, everybody says, all right, you got to go. You got to go from the whistle. You got to go hard. Mm-hmm. You got to go 100% the entire time. I get his point. When he says 80%, I don't think he's saying, oh, look, I, somebody's on, in on my legs. I'm only going to defend this at 80%. Right. You know, I agree. he's going to go 100% there. But what he's saying is, you know, he's hand fighting at 80%. He's he's tactically wrestling at 80% in certain positions. Obviously, he's going 100 in others. But he's wearing his opponents down who are going at 100%. Correct. You know, may that lead to some stall calls later on at the NCAA tournament? I'm not sure. But it makes sense because both of the times he's won his match were takedowns in overtime when – you know, from what he's saying, basically, is they were at sixty percent or forty percent, right, right. and he was he he could then turn it up to a hundred. No, totally agree. Um, you know, there's something in sports or when you're working out or training, it's called the red line, and everybody has this red line. And when you cross that red line, when you go above that red line, you're really depleting your body, and it's it's hard to recover from that. Um, and then, so so a lot of trainers will tell you. You know, find your red line and learn how to stay right below that red line for the entire workout or your entire training session. And if you do, you'll really maximize off that. And that's kind of what I equated that to is he's telling me that, yeah. listen, I have a red line. I know where it's at. I'm going to stay right below that and just at that, you know, below that red line the entire match because my opponents, if they choose to go above what they're red line is they're going to eventually crash and i'm going to take it i'm going to take advantage of that opportunity and i think that's what he did i mean if you look at his if you look at his bracket real quickly you know in the in the quarters or no excuse me in the round of 16 he beat cam kelly who's been in and out of the rankings seven to zero you know then he beats richards and or excuse me then he beats gross and then he beats richards in the finals he had a heck of a tournament i'll tell you what he did um uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting him to win that tournament, um, but the way he wrestled, you know, we talked about this in one of the earlier podcasts. He was an All-American last year, but I think he struggled with consistency last year. Um, we lost to Johnny DeJulius, I think, at least once, and we know, we all, Buckeyes fans know that Johnny DeJulius would give everybody fits, so yeah, so... 
Yeah. Guy like that loses to Julius, you're not thinking that he's going to make the podium. True, true. Um, but this year he's he, he's he's different. This year, I think he's he's got some good wins. Um, I don't even think he has. Does he has he had a loss yet? Um. Well, he lost to Richards in the the All Star Classic, but other than that, I don't know. Um, that's something we should look that up. But anyway, he's being much more consistent this year. Um, he looks really good. You know, if Zane Richards was a contender for the title at 133, sure. I, I would think that this tournament makes makes Montoya a contender as well. He's definitely a contender. I think there's probably five contenders at that weight class, and he's definitely one of them. What was your take on uh, uh, Montoya? Montoya hasn't lost, I don't believe. Okay. This year. So Earl Hall, four seed, returning All American. Um, it's funny, I have this in my notes. <laughs> you know, he has a bye first round. He ends up winning in the second round by major decision. Um, he comes up against Luke Karam from he's wrestling unattached from Lehigh. He loses a close match to him, drops down into the consolations, ends up coming all the way back to wrestle for third and fourth, and just gets completely hammered by Seth Gross for third. I don't know what's going on with Earl Hall. To be honest with you, he's had some funky losses this year. He's not consistent. He'll have some great. He'll have some solid wins. I wouldn't say great. I don't think he's beaten anybody in the top five, top six. He's had some solid wins. Now he comes back and places, losing to Gross for third and fourth. Where Karam actually loses to Del Vecchio to place. So Karam actually doesn't place. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're right. Earl Hall hasn't beat. I don't think he's beaten anybody in the top. And he's had some wins that have just. Now I, I know Karam's a big recruit. Does right? he look big for that weight class? He's got skinny ankles, man. Like those ankles are so tiny. Like they're they're stupid looking almost. Like he looks like a. So you you don't think it's the he cut. looks like a caricature from the waist down. Um, I don't think it's the cut. He was a twenty five pounder when he all American as a freshman. I think that. I, I think his style think le- style his style lends him to lose close matches or not close matches, funky matches. Okay, so Gross would definitely be a bad matchup for him. Gross would be a terrible matchup for him, which I think we saw. And Seth Gross ended up taking third. Uh, with his only loss being to Richards. You know, the only other matches I want to talk about um, in this weight class, it's just kind of the Ohio. Uh, Cameron Kelly from Ohio beats uh, Eli Stickley for 7th and 8th. Eli Stickley is a, a Wisconsin mm-hmm. wrestler who's uh, from Graham, and Kelly's from Bellbrook from Ohio. So we have two Ohio boys placing 7th and 8th there. Yeah, I thought they had a pretty good tournament. Yeah, it's not bad. All right, let's move up to 141. Um, in my opinion, 141 was probably... Um, besides 184, the best weight class in this tournament, um, at least one of my favorite weight classes. Um, Kevin Jack, the All-American from North Carolina State, prevails in this weight class. He's the champion. Uh, won a one-to-nothing match over um, Kolodzik from Give, Princeton. Gives Kolodzik his first loss yeah. of the season, I believe. Right, Kolodzik's first loss of the season. Um, it was a great match. Um, uh, by the way, Kolodzik is also an Ohio boy here local. Yes, yeah, local Ohio, Ohio boy. Um, Shout out to Kolodzik on that one. What are your thoughts on that? Where do you think that puts Jack right now in the in the in the terms of the ranking? Not 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 rankings per se, but what, the 141 pound weight class. Is he a contender? The 141 pound weight class. It, you know, I don't want to say it's wide open because I think Dean Hiles cemented himself at the top at least at this point. But if you look at it after that, you have Joey McKenna who just went down today to um, oh my goodness to Joey Ward. Joey Ward, and then you have Kolodzik. Uh, who's third, and then Cruz, who beat Jack earlier, which is the only reason why he's ranked above Jack, and then fails to place at the scuffle, right? Right. So, and then you have Jack, who's fifth, and we're, look, we're using internet rankings if people aren't uh, people didn't know that. So I'm putting Jack up to two. But let, 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 right, it's not, not rankings though. Like, so 
So Kevin oh, Jack. Yeah, so Kevin Jack. And, and you know, the reason why I bring this up is because besides a two to nothing loss to Randy Cruz earlier in the year. Overtime loss. Overtime tournament loss, overtime. Right. He's he's won every match since then. He's got a couple of wins over Anthony Ashnault. He just beat Matthew Kolodzik. Majored McChrystal. Majored McChrystal. Uh, is he the biggest threat to Heil right now, do you think? Well, I think they've wrestled before. Not this year. No, they wrestled last year. Um no, he's not the biggest threat to Heil. Okay, okay. He, he's not the biggest threat to Heil, and I say that because of style. Okay, it's fun, and that's that's good. I can I can respect that. You know, I I said before the season started, and I, maybe this was foolish of me to say, but I think we might have been out drinking beers after the All Star meet with uh, with uh, Tommy B from Blood Round. But anyway, um, I told him that night that I didn't think Heil would lose another match in college. And you told me told him that I did because I think he was I think he picked McKenna to win this Wait, weight class. How many beers were you drinking? I was actually pretty sober that night. <laughs> I wasn't the one that got hit in the face with a chicken finger. He's <laughs> a chicken tender, <laughs> chicken tender, whatever. But anyway, um, but I have this feeling. It's just a gut feeling, and take it for what it's worth. That that Kevin Jack comes out on top this year. That and I don't think that's a bad pick. You, you know, you asked me the question. You said, "Is he the?" Um, biggest threat biggest threat to Heil and I said no but that doesn't mean that he can't win the weight class I mean Heil could wrestle somebody like you know I, I think that a, an Ashnall or maybe a Kolodzik could see Heil in the semis and I really think that Kolodzik is a big threat because I think when he gets the legs he finishes and the biggest thing with I'm, I'm going to interrupt you right there for a second because he was in on Jack's legs multiple times in the finals which was one thing I was going to touch on Kevin Jack is so good in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. Kolodzik was in deep, not once, not twice, probably three or four times on these deep yeah. single legs. Yeah, well, that's true. And Jack was able to to get out of those w- without being in any danger whatsoever. Yeah, and, and that's if you, if I, I might be dreaming, but I think that Jack and Heil wrestled last year, and it was a similar match like that where it was real funky. Mm-hmm. So let's let's just say that they didn't because I I'm pretty sure they did, but I can't remember. Okay, imagine a match like that. I mean, both people, nobody can finish anything on anybody. It's going to come down to who's better on top, and Heil's better on top than Jack. I mean, have you seen Heil? He'll throw in boots. He'll ride. He's not a huge turner, but, dude, he's a controller on top. And this is the same. We're talking about the same Jack that rode Ashnault out. Yeah. No. I mean, you're right. I mean, you stumped me with the question because look at the weight class. Okay, let's go through the weight class real quick. You got Dean Heil, Joey McKenna. It's deep. Yeah, Yeah, okay, I don't need to read everybody. I don't need to read the fact that, you know, you got a, you know, returning freaking round of 12 from the past 18 years and George G. Camillo at 10. Right. I think it's probably, um, you know, arguably, arguably the second or the deepest weight class next to 184 pounds. Yeah, and I agree with you. So, so to, to, so in a long, in the long <laughs> roundabout way, I'm going to say no, that he is not the biggest threat to Dean Heil, but with the caveat that that doesn't mean that he can't win it. Okay. Let me ask you something right now, just because we've kind of talked about this for a minute. All right, hurry up, because i got to pee. Okay, shut up. We'll get on to some of these other top matches in this class. Right now, pick the winner of the 141-pound weight class championships. Who are you picking? Which tournament? NCAAs. Okay. Um, Dean Heil. Dean Heil. Okay. I can respect that. All right. Um, So, again, we talked – 141 was one of the deepest weight classes um, in this tournament. You had – um, uh, Kolodzik as the one seed, Jack as the two seed, Anthony Ashnault was in there as well, Colton McChrystal was in there as well. Um, McChrystal is kind of highly ranked. Um, what's his current ranking right now? <laughs> Ben's giving me the signal that he's really got a pee. 
Ben literally made me pause the <laughs> podcast mid sentence so dude, he could go pee. Dude, you know that like I got a baby bladder. We need in our podcast room. We need a bat signal, except for it's a pee signal. It's just like a dong guy sitting on the wall, like no. and I yeah, I'll hit the button when I got to pee. The only thing we need is for you to be wearing an adult diaper. Dude, my bladder is the size of a walnut. All right. Anyway, um, we were talking about Colton McChrystal. He's ranked number eleventh according to Intermat. Um, he was the fourth seed. He su- loses a surprising match in the second round to it was Karen, wasn't it? I believe. Yeah, I believe Karen beat him. Uh, oh shoot, I don't know for sure. I know he lost early and then didn't place. No, he lost a store from Iowa State University. No, that was on the backside. Sorry. What? He lost a store on oh, the backside. Yeah, and I'm sorry. No, he actually lost in the second round to to Polmeyer. I think Karen was at 133 pounds. Dang it, you got me off track sorry. with that piece. Well, I did. I, I am right that he lost a store. So he on gets the pinned. He gets ten, pinned from Polmeyer in the second round. Um, I was shocked by that. I mean, I was I was really really shocked by that. Well, he's had a, he has a win against Meredith and then some tight matches. I mean, McChrystal, I think you know is overseeded or overranked. You think he's being ranked off of his close losses? Yeah, his close losses. I mean. He, Somebody right now has got him ranked, or, or um, excuse me, Intermat's got him ranked 11th. He didn't get pinned. He didn't pin Meredith. No, you're That's right. the second podcast you said that. I know. He he beat Meredith. But the, You the, literally sang on our last podcast that you were the stat man. Can you at least get the stats right? I will. Um, <laughs> You know, I don't see him. I'm scrolling through his Intermat wins. You know, besides beating Bryce Meredith, I don't see a ton of huge wins. You know? Um, oh, and he, and he lost a close one, it looks like, to... Uh, he said then he loses to in sudden victory to Kalazic. You know? All right, so he's had some like close that, losses. He, he beat Meredith. So he's ranked 11th. I don't know if I would consider him overranked. I mean, he's he's right there in the middle of the pack. I right? think he's overranked. Okay, well, again. He yeah. doesn't place, and his backup, who's also redshirting red, you know, ended up taking, I think, fourth. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so let's let's run this down. Let's run Talk this down. Let's Talk run this down a little bit from the top. So obviously Jack beat Kalazic 1-0 um, for the first, you know, for the finals. Um, Kalazic beat Red in overtime in the semis, and then Jack beat Ashnault three two in the semis. But what I think is interesting about the Kalazic over Red three two semis is an Ashnault for third and fourth goes and just puts the wood to Red, texts him like seventeen zero. Yeah, which I, I mean you should end it after fifteen, but the ref was like, I'm gonna let you get an extra two points. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I, I didn't specifically watch that match so i could be wrong here but i've seen ashnault wrestle before he's got a great tilt and once he locks that tilt up he can score a ton of points with it and i'm i'm betting that's what happened in this match okay well anyways he got his he's got his butt whooped so here's the question that i bring up and i think it plays off exactly what you were saying perfectly red's red shirting mccrystal right. didn't place right do you keep red red in a red shirt when yes. you're, when you got a team like nebraska that you know, is in the trophy hunt right now, in my opinion. I think you keep red and red shirt because you have a guy that's currently ranked just outside the top 10 who has a win over the returning national finalist. He's lost in overtime to, <laughs> um, to, to what was the number, what, three ranked guy in the country, Kolodzik. Who's not, I don't think, is going to have a huge drop from, from right. you know. So I think, I, I think, no, you keep red. You keep red in the red shirt and let McChrystal finish out the season. I agree with you because anytime you can have a serviceable, and by serviceable I mean a legitimate ranked backup or a legitimate ranked guy, um, you know, in there, you let Red Red, you let Red Red shirt. Now, you know, obviously we all know Red's story. He's a four-time state champ from, I believe, Indiana. 
you know, one flow Nats, uh, Super 32 champ, Fargo Palestine, champ. Palestine, Indiana. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're my Indiana Literally boy. 15 minutes away from my uh, my hometown. Well, that obviously means that you had something to do with his training. Uh, no, I really didn't. Yeah. So, I mean, we all know Red's story, but I agree. I think, I tell you what, he's going to be one to watch <laughs> coming up. All right, I got a question for you. We got to talk about this because we are Ohio. You guys. talking Luke Pletcher? Let's let's talk yeah. about Pletcher. What right. what are your thoughts from this tournament? Um, I've got a man. I got many thoughts. Like a lot of them that you probably don't want to hear. One, I think he looks small. Um, two, I think he lacked the horsepower to compete with the top guys. If you saw, he was in on it. Might have been Kolodzik with both. I mean, he had a double leg with his hands locked. Every man doesn't finish. Yeah, I, I. He doesn't finish. If you have a double leg with your hands locked and you don't finish. There's, there's got to be something wrong that isn't technical. And it wasn't even just that. I mean, there were, there were a few matches that he was in on a lot of takedowns in that he, he, he had a hard time finishing. I mean, even in the, you know, the placement rounds, I think he had Store from Iowa State. Yeah, I lost him five four. Yeah, he was in on multiple takedowns and struggled to finish those. Um, I know you've said repeatedly that you think he's undersized. I've kind of disagreed with you. Sure. Um, but I, I, yes, I think. Well, he's undersized. I mean, I think that anybody would agree he's wrestled 33 all year. If you've wrestled 33 all year and then all of a sudden you bump up to a weight class and haven't had time to grow into it, you're going to be undersized. I think it's inarguable. Right. I mean, I, I, I get the point you're making. Um, I don't think he's so undersized that he can't compete and compete for a spot on the podium at this weight class. I agree with you. But the you. weight class is so deep. I, mean, I agree with you that – I'm sorry, Brandon. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, seriously. No, I agree. I was going to agree with you that it, it, this doesn't tell me that he can't place – the only thing I'm thinking is that, one, he needs to get in the weight room because I think he's got some time to put on some size. And, two, he's got to figure out how to wrestle guys that are bigger than him. You know, everybody, you know, when you, ha when you have a change in the, in, the, in the room where, you know, all of a sudden you're cutting down to make 133 and then you've got to bump up the wrestle 141, you're going to wrestle a little differently. The guys are going to be taller. The guys are going to give you a little bit of a different feel. Right. And it takes some adaption. Right. It takes some adaption. When I, when, you know, in college when I was wrestling 125, and then when I bumped up my uh, my last year, I was wrestling there to 133. It took a little bit of adaption, even though it mm -hmm. was you know very similar weights. You're learning how to wrestle stronger guys, so maybe you don't rely on certain things as right. much. I, I will say this: I I, I think there, not all hope is lost with Luke Pet Pletcher at all at 141 pounds. Um, he's had some nice wins. He has he beat, uh, Springer. I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but yeah, Springer's I mean, a tough guy from right, Michigan. Right, from from Missouri. I mean, he's had some good he beat wins. Beat Smith from Bucknell, who's ranked. Yes, correct. Um, on top of that, you, you look at his match with Kolodzik. He was um, in it. He's in. He was in that match. He was in on a bunch of takedowns that he struggled struggled to finish. You look at his match with Store. He's in in that match. He was in on a bunch of takedowns that he couldn't finish. And Store, um, for people he, that don't really know, is I mean, he's a legit recruit for he, Iowa State. He's a right? huge recruit. Yeah, huge yeah. recruit for Iowa State. It wasn't like he um, lost to a nobody. Exactly. No, I mean, I think Store's going to do. He didn't go out there and lose to a Brandon Olinger. Oh, sh shut up. Which I mean, li would literally make me cons like I would kick him off the team. Oh man, I, I hate you. Um, anyway, uh, you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, uh, damn, damn you! Got him. You, oh, got him. The point I'm trying to make is, is that what I'm seeing from him, he's not getting ridden, he's not getting turned. He gets out from bottom. He's got great technique. He's getting in on shots. Colossus growed him like a dog. The mistakes that he is making right now are correctable mistakes, and with that coaching staff at Ohio State, I think they'll fix them. You know what's funny is you and I are sitting here arguing, like looking at each other. Sorry, I had to burp. But I, t I totally agree. I think they're correctable mistakes. I think he can compete for a podium spot. 
do I think that he's you know having it? <laughs> do I think stop burping in the microphone? Do I think that you know he's going to do what Hayes would have done? No, but at the same time, and, and here's the and here's the the bottom line is what are you going to do? Redshirt him this year and then have him sit behind? Have him sit as a backup behind Thomas Ellen next year at thirty three? No, they made the decision they needed to make. It, it's the right decision. Right. So if, if people haven't listened real quick, I'll break it down to you in less than fifteen seconds. You know, Keyshawn Hayes is a one forty one pounder. He got hurt, so Pletcher um, jumped in. Keyshawn Hayes is going to be back, and he's going to be a 141 pounder next year. Uh, it doesn't look like Thomas Ellis is going down to 133. Pletcher would have been, um, if he redshirted this year, he would have been trying to compete for a spot next year, and he just would have sat on the bench. So it makes sense for him to go up to 141. Agreed. That's yeah. all I got. That's it. All right. So I think both you, both you and I are both in agreement on on Pletcher. Um, he should have placed in that tournament. He could have placed God, in that placed. tournament. Um, the mistakes he made, he's making right now, he made in that tournament are all correctable. Um, I'm not, I'm not down yet. I'm, my, the hope is not lost yet. I think we can still get points from at the 141 pound weight class at nationals. So let's move to 149 pounds. Let's do it. Uh, that had Sorensen over Oliver in the finals at, at overtime. Close match. Close match. Yeah, and I tell you what, it ends up seven one on the scoreboard overtime. But I mean, take you, down to the back. Yeah, I mean, take down to the back. You know, so uh, Sorensen Oliver was a close match. Not a ton of. Really not a ton of fun in that match. But you know what? Before we dive into 149, I'm going transitive on you hard, brother. Okay? Yeah, I, I hope you don't mind. transitive. Yeah. So we got Sorensen over Oliver in OT. 1-1. Ends up 7-1. You know, my boy Mickey Jordan majors Oliver. Um, and that's Justin Oliver from uh, Central Michigan. And then beats him, I think, 9-4 to at the uh, at the um, Cliff Keen. Mm-hmm. Sorensen had, you know, it took Sorensen overtime to beat Oliver. So is Mickey Jordan in Sorensen's league? Yes, yeah, I do. Be- I because Mickey Jordan was a f- yes. or excuse me, yes. Sorensen was a finalist last year, and you know some prognosticators are saying that there's a two tiered system there. It's it's uh, Zane Rutherford, then Sorensen, then everybody else. And I don't know if, if uh, Mickey Jordan might be in that conversation for number two. Um, I'm gonna agree with you. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit today. I don't think that Sorensen is a clear cut number two. Um, don't get me wrong, he's He's a stud. He was a national finalist last year. Um, he's won a lot of matches. Uh, he, he's great. But I think you're right. Rutherford is number one. I, I think he's a clear number one. I think there is a second tier right now, and that second tier has gotten a little bit bigger. And I'll put. I'll tell you the three guys, the four guys I will put in there. I swear if you put Lugo in there, I'm going to headbutt you. No, but I love Lugo. Um, anyway, the four guys in that second tier, in my opinion, is going to be Sorensen. Anthony Colica, Micah Jordan, and Le'Veon Mays. How's Justin Oliver not in that if he just took Sorensen to OT? Um, I, I think that— and It was it, an All-American last year, bro. Right. I think it takes more than, than one match in the finals of a big wrestling tournament to say that you're in that second tier. It, it's a long tournament. The funny thing is I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I was just pushing you. Like, I, I totally agree with you. I know you were. Um, but I do think that second tier— has gotten bigger. Who is it again? Um, Le'Veon Mays. I'm going to say Mays, Colica, Micah Jordan, and Brandon Sorensen. I really think after what I saw from Colica today, I agree. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. No, there. no. I, I think Micah Jordan can go with anybody in this country on his feet. It's going to be how's he do on bottom, how's he do on top when it comes to the good guys at the national tournament. Um, Anthony Colica right now is wrestling so good. 
Uh, Maze has been there before. And Kalika's a, Kalika's a three-position wrestler. He is. Scramble's great. Good on top. You know, tough to ride on bottom. He's got great takedowns. Um, <laughs> you know we're going to talk about him during the scuffle, too. But, <laughs> hey, we're getting off track here, That's baby. A, anyway, anyway. Uh, and then, of course, Le'Veon Maze. That's if you're going to If you're going to put Kalika in that conversation, you got to put Maze because they've wrestled each other. Agreed. God knows how many times and uh, have gone back and forth. Um, and, and also, I mean, Maze did finish third last year. So Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I can't disagree with... Anything you just said, I can't disagree with anything you just said. You know, so so what you're saying is I'm always right. Yeah, yeah, you're all Brandon. You you are right. Um, (laughs) Um, uh, you know, all in all, 140 149 pound weight class at this tournament was not very deep. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You, You've got a guy named uh, Deacon, I believe. He was a red shirt for Northwestern who takes third, beating Davion Jeffries. And the do you know how to say it? I I don't know exactly. I think it's I think it's Deacon. We'll go with it. Yeah. Um, sorry if it's not, but that just that's another one, you know. So you have that one twenty five pounder um from from Northwestern and you have the one forty nine pounder from Northwestern, both having nice showings and they're both red shirting, which is good to see that Northwestern's gonna build it up. And have you seen that coaching staff at Northwestern? It's a solid coaching staff. I tell you what, they're gonna be good. <laughs> You remember we were at Iron Man earlier this year, and you saw Hal there, and you were like, "I'm going to go to Hal and ask him to go take downs." Yeah, I would have taken him down zero times. No. So one quick question I have, and it's my final little bullet point: uh, Geraldo versus Theobald, both from Rutgers, both at one start or both at 149. Who's going to start? Geraldo plays. Theobald doesn't. Um, both lost to Jeffries on the backside. You got any idea? Or I mean, did I ask you a question that you weren't ready for? I think the- Theobald's redshirting, isn't he? Oh, well, fuck. Oh, shit. Um, well, we've now taken this podcast from PG to R, and I'm going to have to make it explicit now. Thanks, Ben. No, I think I whispered that. Um, <laughs> uh, no, seriously, it's a serious question. Is Theobald redshirting? No, from what I read, is that they were both competing for the spot. Okay, okay. All right, well, I, that's something we need to look into. Um, so we so we, so we, we blew our wad on, uh, on, 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 on something we don't have a clue on, so <laughs> moving on to 157. <laughs> Um, what was the outcome of that match? What match? What match? Well, I mean, what you, what point were you trying to make? Toronto didn't even wrestle. Okay. <laughs> no, the- they both lost to Jeffries. I was just asking who you thought would be the starter. So you wanted me to a- answer who would be the starter off of a transitive pro- like yeah. who, transitive property? <laughs> by the way, they lost to Jeffries. <laughs> just in general, I want to know who's starting at 149 for Rutgers. They're a Big Ten team. I'm picking Geraldo. His name's Geraldo. Is it Geraldo? I call him Geraldo. I just think it's the guy that's got that terrible mustache. <laughs> the talk show host. I can't breathe on that sword. Dude, stop. This isn't even that funny. <laughs> All right, so I'm picking Geraldo. Geraldo. Who are you picking? I, I think the Wolves Richard. I hate I'm you. Kidding, I don't know. 157. We're moving on to 157. My God, I can't do this with you. All right, so 157 pounds. Um, let's get back on track here. All seriousness, probably had the most exciting, exciting finals match of the night between Tyler Berger, number one seed out of Nebraska, versus Michael Kimmer, um, the two seed from Iowa. The final score, I believe, was... It was 6-5 uh, six, six, five, six, five, TB. TB2, right? Yeah, I think it was TB2. Yeah, TB2. Um, and and I, 
my opinion was I've seen some pictures. I've seen Woo! some slow-mo replays of this. Calls. I think there was a couple of takedowns, in my opinion, that could have been missed. Um, I for, think on both sides. Berger, and I think there was at least one that was missed on Kimmer as well. Would you see that uh, Jordan Burroughs tweeted um, – Two uh, screen grabs of Burger, you know, yeah, with the takedowns. I did. It, uh, you, you know, I like, look. We love JB. He's not biased. Yeah, he's not biased at all. He has no, he has no interest in the fact that Burger Olympic you know, gold was, champs, gold medalists are not biased. Okay, well, either way, then. So I guess the Burger won. Well, I mean, he won anyways, but <laughs> no, he didn't. Kimmer won. Oh, my 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 notes have Burger over Kimmer. You're a bad note taker. My, my uh, notes are terrible. All right. So anyway, uh, Kimmer did win this match, six to five tiebreaker two. This was a, such an exciting match. Um, we've talked before the 157 pound weight class at NCAA's is, was was it not weak or was not strong to begin with. It's been thinned out recently with some injuries. Um, I think Berger was actually ranked number fourth in the country, third or fourth in the country. Yeah, he, he's definitely up there. Well, he's around a 12 guy last year. Right, was around a 12 guy. Um, what do you think? I got Berger at five and Kemmer at four. I got Berger at five, Kemmer at four on Intermat before this match, obviously. And I, I think that it probably stay pretty similar. Uh, what was your question? I'm sorry. No, I think you're right. I think the rankings stay there. But does this? Do you think we saw anything in this weight class that changes the landscape at 165 pounds? I don't. The only thing. I, the only thing I want to mention is that. So I don't. Right. The, the only thing I think that is that this the Shields character mm-hmm. uh, from Arizona State is he's been sneaky good. He continues to impress. Uh, you know, he ends up taking. Uh, 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 third, excuse me, with his only loss being a, a three three to one sudden victory over Burger, or he lost the Burger three to one sudden victory. So what are you thinking? Is he even ranked? Yeah, he he's got to be ranked. I I don't see his name. What the heck? Am I looking at last year's rankings? No, you're not looking at last year's rankings. I don't. Even oh see gosh, it. I have him at twenty. Okay, is that that has to be by flow? No, I have twenty at Intermat. And that's that's completely too low. All right, that's, you're right. That's a ridiculous ranking for him. I'm telling you, this guy is is top eight material for sure, especially with, uh, with um, um, uh, Dan, uh, gosh, with uh, with uh, who was the two guys that dropped out? I'm sorry, Brandon. Uh, Richie Lewis and then Roshkoff, Max Roshkoff. Yeah. So the weight class did thin out. You had a couple of top ranked guys, top top five, top six guys, and Richie Lewis and Max Roshkoff recently um, in their seasons to injuries. Um, I think that this weight class was already kind of just not very strong to begin with. But I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I was really, really impressed with Michael Kimmer in this tournament. Do you think he is in the same level as Joe Smith and Palacio, who absolutely. are the current two and three rank guys? I think absolutely. He gets even get- further, even further, what about him and Nolf? I mean, they were training partners at the Young Guns Club in Pennsylvania. That would be ugly. I think that Nolf would beat, beat him bad. And they're right. They're both Young Guns guys. Um, training over what is it? Strip matter? Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, Jody Strip matter. Strip matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be ugly. I think that we're looking. I think that in this weight class for a while, we're looking at um, until somebody proves you know proves otherwise. We're looking at you know Nolf and then everybody else. But I want to head back to Shields because Flow or Intermat having him at twenty is a silly ranking. That is, I mean, the dude that dude can wrestle. So okay. I mean, I with, agree. He was a big time recruit from Pennsylvania. Um, Probably a little ranked a little low right now. That'll change, um, but you're confident. You seem top eight. I like him. I think he's good. Um, moving back to what you were saying, Cameron. No, he's not going to challenge Nolf. I don't. 
you know, I like Lavalley as being the top guy to challenge Nolf, and I say that only to, because of the fact of their pace. I still don't think it's going to be a joke. I say Lavalley is the guy from Missouri, 57-pounder. I still don't think it's going to be close. So you think if Lavalley and Kimmer wrestle or when they do that Lavalley wins that match? I think it's going to be a tight match. I think that after what I saw this weekend with Kimmer, I think he's got a real good shot. But you got to remember, Lavalley-Burger would be an awesome match too. And, you know, you can't tell me that Berger can't flip that match with Kemmerer. I mean, you know, if 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 it was called right, maybe Berger wins that match anyways. No, no, you're right. I agree with that. Um, but I will call this. I, I see Kemmerer as being in the finals opposite of Nolf as long as the seeds in the bracket works out that way. Okay, yeah. So I got one other guy I want to talk to you about at 157. And this is something you might not have picked up on. There's this guy. His name's Wick. I think he's a red shirt uh, for Wisconsin. Evan? Uh, yeah, he loses first round. Comes back and takes fourth, and he also during that uh, in the constant semis he beats Heffernan ten to seven. So that's my road warrior of the week. There. You got anything to say about that? What? Your road warrior of the week? No, I don't have any. Yeah, he lost the first round and then came back and on the backside and kicked butt. <laughs> so what? He, and he finished what in the tournament? He finished fourth? fourth. Did he finish fourth? Who did he lose to for third and fourth? He lost to Shields. What was the score? I don't know, but I know he beat. He got majored eight to nothing. But he beat Heffernan. Oh, you don't like Heffernan? I love Heffernan. He beat Heff, he beat Heffernan ten to seven in the Conci semis. Sertis beat Heffernan as well for fifth and sixth. Let's talk about let's talk about Sertis. You think he's going to be at one fifty seven next year for Arizona State? I don't know. I know Cameron majored him. Well, the reason why I ask that is because Shields is at one fifty seven. What do you think happens there? Well, Sertis took fifth. Shields took third. So if you go by mathematics, Shields would be the starter. But I don't have you, a clue. You really think that Arizona State was doing their wrestle-offs for 157 for next year's team at this tournament? I don't know why you're so down on Shields. He's I'm ranked, not, you and Intermat got something going on. You and Josh Lowe. I don't even know if he's doing rankings for Intermat anymore. Not for college, no. Oh, but anyways. Um, <sighs> I'm, just, I'm just asking Sertis, the question. Okay, Where do you so, think Sertis fits in next Sertis, year? Do you think he goes back to 149? Well, Sertis, Yes. Okay. I, but he beat Heffernan three two in the round, in the match fifth and six. So. He beats everybody three two. But what I'm saying is he's he had a nice win. But yes, I think it goes back to um, forty nine. Okay. Well, you wanted to talk about searches. Let's talk about him. What else you got to say? I got nothing else to say about that man. Can we move to one sixty five now? Yeah, I'm scrolling. Right, moving on. Who won the hundred sixty five pound weight class? It was uh, Israel Imar. Isaiah, Isaiah Martinez, Martinez. man, only a two-time national champion. I think he's only got one loss to date, and you want to call him Israel? To who? One loss to date. Oh, I thought, like who's to date? Date, like as in, I don't have date as in of my today. Bracket. Don't have date in my bracket. Today, he only has one loss. No, all joking aside, Isaiah Martinez came out on top in that 165-pound uh, bracket. There was some interesting storylines in this weight class. Um, Martinez does finish first. He beats Chad Walsh from uh, Ryder in the finals, ten to six. It was actually, uh, I think, a five to five match going into the third period. I heard there was uh, some phantom back points that may or may not have been called. That's what the Twitter sphere was saying. I didn't see the match honestly. I'm not going to lie to you. So there were back points awarded to Walsh that should oh, have been. Me. No back points that weren't awarded to Walsh that should have been is what people were saying. I don't know. Okay, well we'll have to go back and check that out. I didn't see that uh, either. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, lots of interesting storylines in this weight class. Um, one of the ones I want to talk about is Iowa entered at 165 pounds. Their super freshman, Alex Marinelli, another Ohio boy. 
Um, he ends up finishing fourth in this tournament. He lost to Imar in the quarters. I mean, it was a he, he, he took a beating. It was a fourteen to five major decision. Yeah, and I think those were all five escapes. Right. He comes back into the concies. He works his way back. Wrestles for third and fourth against Anthony Valencia. Gets cradled up big time. Stuck in the for third and fourth. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are. What do you do with Marinelli now? Do you pull his red shirt or not? Because, you know, he beats, he gets beat up by Imar, to be expected. Lots of people do. Yeah. Then right. Imar goes and, you know, majors Valencia. And then, you know, Valencia pins Marinelli. So Marinelli's lost. You know, he loses to some solid competition. But I think that Iowa definitely has a, a question to to answer at, at 165. Who's their starter right now? I, I saw he was entered. I forget his name. Do you know? Um, actually, you caught me too quick. I don't know who their starter is. 165 pounds. Look at that; it's in the brackets. Well, either way, I don't think he placed. Um, um, I believe you're correct on that. So, and Marinelli, I think, did place. Yeah, he took fourth. I just said that. Yeah, I'm sorry. So the question being, do you burn a red shirt on Marinelli when he takes fourth at the Midlands? Definitely. I, I, I guess I would say that he's not a guaranteed All-American. What do you think? I don't think he's a guaranteed All-American. He did have a real nice win against Clark Glass from Oklahoma. Glass is currently ranked seventh according to Intermat. Um, so I think he he can he can hang he can hang with some of the top guys, win matches against some of those second and third tier guys. The problem is is that 165 pounds is extremely top heavy. You've got Martinez, you've got Isaac Jordan, Logan Massa, and Daniel Lewis. Um, Martinez, Isaac Jordan, and Daniel Lewis have all been, you know, all Americans placed. You know, we got national champions, national finalists, and, and a guy that took fourth. Logan Massa has already beaten Isaac Jordan. He's undefeated on the year. He's having a great season so far as a freshman. Um, I don't think Marinelli is at their level. Obviously, I agree with you. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he even has a chance. Right? Like, I don't think he has a chance to beat a Martinez. Um, you know, a Massa, a Jordan, or a Lewis. I really don't see it. I, I don't see it either. But then after that, it opens up. Then you got like a Mitch Minotti, who's fifth right now in the internet rankings, who, you know, wasn't very impressive at the Southern Scuffle. You have a, a Cottrell, Dylan Cottrell from West Virginia. He's hardly and, wrestled. And then you got a Clark Glass at seventh. So, right. so maybe he is an All-American. I, I mean, I, I think the potential is there to be an All-American, but you go back. Do you burn that red shirt? Do you pull him out of red shirt? Um and take that chance. I just convinced myself that you do. I think you do because he beats a Clark Glass who's ranked seventh. I think that he probably, and he's a bull. And I mean, I know that's his nickname, but he is a hardcore, you know, he's a goer and he's got, I think he's got a, he needs to learn how to finish his single legs a little better. And I'm sure Tom Brands can teach him how to do that. Mm -hmm. And then maybe he's a top five, top six guy. And when you have Iowa who's, you know, they're ticking on that clock to win a title. And they've got a team that, you know they're not maybe not may not be the favorites, but they definitely have a team that could put up some points at the NCAA tournament. And definitely get a um, get a, definitely get a trophy. Maybe he could help out with that. And what's the point of redshirt now? So, just from what I read, and and then in listening to the interview that Brands did after Midlands, you know I I'd heard that um, Ironside was on a radio station in Iowa, and he said that you know they were weighing in Marinelli at all the dual meets to get him used to the hour before weigh-ins. They were going to wrestle him at Midlands, see how he performed, and then kind of make a decision based off of that. After Midlands, you know, in that interview that Tom Brands did, he, you know, he talked about that, you know, Marinelli wants to go. He wants to wrestle right now. 
Um, you know, they're not going to say that, yes, everything depended, that happening, you know, depended on, you know, your Midlands results. Um, I don't know what the right decision is here for that. I well, don't Brands did an interview. That's what I was just talking about. I thought you said it was somebody different. No, both. You know, Brands' interview said that they're going to go back, they're going to reevaluate this. Marinelli wants to go. The thing is, is you've got four guys in the top four that can legitimately compete for a finalist spot. I just don't know if you burn that red shirt. I don't think he's a guaranteed all American. Well, what I think he is. And what good does it do? To, what good does it do not to red shirt? Or excuse me, to red shirt? Well, I think it allows him that year of growth. Okay, but if we're looking team titles, Iowa's losing Clark. They're losing, I think Sorensen. They're losing Gilman. They're they're going to be down. Okay, so they're going to lose some people this year, but they've also got some great recruits coming in. I mean, you have the Spencer Lees, Gavin Teasdale, Jacob Warner. All those all those guys are coming in. Good point. Um, you know, do you allow Marinelli to get that red shirt this year, continue his growth, and then put him in the starting lineup next year as these guys are coming in? I don't know. You know, I will. Sorensen. I'm sorry, Sorensen's a junior. Yeah, he's a junior. So maybe you but do I think do you're going to lose Sammy Brooks, Alex Meyer. Yeah. You know those guys. Um, I, I I don't know. I think that if they were to pull his red shirt right now and put him in, he is going to be competitive. He's going to compete. I don't think an All-American spot's guaranteed, in my opinion. Um, it, he does have a chance to score some points. So if they feel that gives them the best shot for the team and he wants to do it, then you know, then go for it. But um, one of the things I was concerned with after watching this tournament, he, he he's good on his feet. Really he good. defends well. He gets in on his shots. He can finish takedowns. It was his top game that kind of had me concerned. Well, yeah, yeah but it, you don't need a top game to even win a national title. You need to be able to get out on bottom, and you need to be able to take somebody down. Yeah, well, he didn't get out on bottom from Valencia. Well, that's a bottom game. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Valencia, what are your thoughts on him? Do you think he's got a chance to All-American this year at 165? <sighs> he was a guy I was really high on at the start of the year, but I'm not sure he's done much this year to give me you know, much much thought or hope that he thinks he's going to All-American. I think at this point he's ranked... Uh, 12th by Intermat, and I think that's probably a fair ranking. You know, he's got some nice wins, you know, some decent wins, right? But I don't think he's beaten anybody in the top eight that's going to make me think that, you know, even top 10 that's going to make me think that he can All-American. What about you? No, I agree with that. And when I look at the rankings at 165, um, again, going back to that, after your top four, it's just kind of a crapshoot after that. I think it's going to all depend on how the brackets play out, seeds, where people are. Um, I think Valencia has just as good of a chance to, as anybody to All-American after those top four people, um, but it's definitely not a guarantee in yeah, my opinion. I think I think that make, I think you make a good point there. You're right. When you're looking at like, okay, could Valencia beat a Vincenzo Joseph or a Chad Walsh or you know a Deshaun Campbell? Yeah, he can beat those sure, guys. Sure. But so somebody's going to take those All-American spots, but I'm just not sure who. And he he hasn't given me much much to look at in the word um, you know thought. You know, thought to think that he's going to actually, you know, be able to get it done. Yeah, challenge for one of the top spots. Yeah, I agree. But his brother now. All right, yeah, moving on. 174 pounds. Um, this weight class was dominated by Zahid Valencia, um, uh, Anthony's brother. Uh, both of them at Arizona State. He had a great tournament. I mean, he's looking. He, he's looking awesome this year. He's beaten. I mean, he's beaten everybody he's wrestled for one. But it's it's. Other than his 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 close match with Real Buto, it's it's not like he's even having close matches. Well, he had a close match with Ramos. Okay, was that, that the one you were talking about? Or no, he had a close match against Real Buto in the finals of um 
uh, Vegas, I think. Oh, yeah, he took him um, down at the end. He had to even that him. match with Ramos, that match was, was only close because I, I think he, he kind of pushed past his red line, you know? Yeah, he gassed. We he gassed a he gassed. That was early on in the season, too. Right, and Ramos came back. He still won that match. It was a one-point match. But, I mean, other than that, he is... He's blowing through, dude. Well, he dominated. He majored returning All-American uh, Leland Weatherspoon from Iowa State in the finals. Second time. Yeah, and, and Weatherspoon had a hell of a tournament. So to think that, you know, so for Valencia to go and beat him like that, and that's, that's a pretty good, pretty good win, pretty good tournament uh, title there for the Midlands. Yeah, I mean, not only that, he beat Brunson from Illinois. 8-3 in eight the to semis. Three, and I mean, that, I mean, he controlled that match entirely start to finish. Um, he's picking up bonus points in a lot of his matches. I... I I don't know, man. I, I tell you, we're, we're Ohio guys. We talk about we love Bo Jordan. Uh-oh. Here we um, go. No, I, I'm thinking that might be our finals match. Oh, I'd love to see it. I think I think they were supposed to have wrestled. Arizona State and Ohio State have been at the same tournament or dual meet three times this year, and we've not seen that match because Bo has both been out for, um, I believe, you know, for, for differing reasons. Actually, I think it was just because of family issues with his daughter being born and everything. But I thought you said he was running from Valencia. No, that, I never said that. In fact, I think you're making that up right now. <laughs> you're trying to get Bo to throw boots in on me and power half me. Yes. But that, that's, no, that's not what happened. Um, so I think the story here, to be honest with you, is Weatherspoon with a nice little uh, nine to seven win over the number two seed, uh, returning all returning all American Myers. Yeah, that, in the semis. That match did upset me, uh, or upset me. That match did surprise. <laughs> Why do you have him on your fantasy team? <laughs> no, you do. I got, no, I got Spoon on my team. <laughs> I no, I don't have Meyer on my fantasy. I team. got Spoon, baby. Um, I was surprised by that match. Um, I, I, Weatherspoon's kind of hot and cold, um, but yeah, I, I, again, I. I just want to go back, like, 174. Let's talk about some of the top contenders real quick. Um, you know, you have got Zahid Valencia. We've talked about him. You've got Bo Jordan. Zach Aperly, Casey Aperly Kent, who Casey took, Kent. A, to a, took a loss to um, um, took a loss to uh, – He lost to Mark Hall today. Mark Hall today. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry about that. Scuffle. But um, I would say, in my opinion, your, your top three guys are probably um, – or let's go top four guys, Valencia, Bo Jordan, <laughs> Epperly, and Real Buto. Well, yeah, and I think Casey Kent before today was a, you know, he was, he, I think, if you, okay, if we just look at internet rankings, you got Jordan, Epperly, Kent, Valencia, Robuto, Crutchmer, Myers, Ramos, and then Spoon at nine, he'll go up. So, yeah, all right. So, in a match right now, what do you, who do you think, you, in your opinion, is the favorite at one seventy four? It's Bo Jordan, I think. Until think Bo I think still? he hasn't wrestled a ton, but. If he's wrestled a ton, who's he losing to? Maybe Valencia if they if, if they wrestled because they would have wrestled that schedule. Other than that, I don't see him losing a match. Okay, all right. You, you, so you think he's the absolute favorite in that weight class? You didn't say absolute favorite, no, which I'm makes saying, it sound like that like you know nobody can beat him. Like he's Gabe Dean style. No, I just think that Bo Jordan is the favorite. I think that second would probably be Anthony Valencia, or excuse me, Zahid Valencia. You know, although Epperly's pretty darn good. Dude took third last year in the NCAA's after losing in the first round. Yeah, he's my road warrior of the week. Of this week? No, the one, the, the week of nationals of last year. <laughs> okay. All right. So, all right, I get what you're saying. Um, this is what I'll say. Um, this is my opinion. I think you've got two guys that's finished third in the national tournament. You've got another guy that's been a, a, a an NCAA finalist in Real Buto. So All-American and Kent. And All-American Kent. So those are, those are three guys that's placed, um, or four guys that's placed top four there. And they I think all, Crushmer took fourth two years ago. Was it fourth or sixth? I think it was fourth. Okay. Well, anyway, I think based off of matches wrestled this year, um, statistics, level of dominance, I, I think Zahid is earning 
the the right to be talked about as the the guy to beat in this weight class. Okay, so Bo Jordan starts as the guy to beat mm-hmm. by all prognostications. Sure. What has he done to make him not be the guy to beat, or is it just that Zahid has done so much that it makes him the guy to beat? Okay, so if you're talking about rankings, so everybody had okay, you've got Bo Jordan as the number one ranked guy in this weight class by multiple prognostications. Um, he's finished third twice at the at the national yeah, tournament. He's lost okay. two people his entire college career. Exactly. You know, he's had a great career. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just think it's the fact that what Valencia has done this year, who he's wrestled. I mean, he's wrestled in everything. He's beaten all comers that's come his way, and not only that, he's dominating them. He's had some close matches. We've talked about, but I yeah. mean, he's dominating guys. He's dominating returning all Americans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has. So I, you're right. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just you asked me who I thought was the the favorite at this point. And I think it's Bo. I think it's still Bo. Okay, but but. I like that, but I mean, we're. Whole, but, but I still, I, I'll tell you what. I think Valencia is number two. You think he's number two? Yeah. Okay. How about that? So, that, we, can you live with that? I can live with that. So, last question on this, and we'll move on to 184 pounds. And uh, Zahid Valencia and Bo Jordan meet in the NCAA finals. Who you think win that wins that match? Right now. Right now. <sighs> Bo Jordan, and I think I think that Valencia can get to his legs. I think Bo is just very strong, very heavy hipped, and I also think that. He's going to be able to put a little bit of a ride on Zahid, and I don't mm-hmm. think Zahid's going to have the top game to put a ride on him. I'm not sure he's going to turn him. I'm not sure he's going to turn him, but I think that Bo's going to be. I think it's going to be a tight scoring match. Mm-hmm. Now maybe Zahid gets to his legs and takes him down five times. I don't know. Okay, my thought. What like, about you? I, I can see all that my, based off of what I've seen from wrestling this year. I, I mean, I want Bo Jordan to win that match. We're, we're Ohio guys. All right? I want him to win that you match. You have Zahid Valencia on your fantasy team. I know. So I'm going to get your uh, your bias out of the way now. All right. I'm not being biased. I want Bo Jordan to win that match. I don't think Valencia is going to be turned. I also don't think that Bo Jordan is going to take him down from the way I've seen Valencia defend shots from other competitors this year. And I do think Valencia can take him down. I think okay. that, that causes a problem. So I'm pay- taking Bo Jordan. You're taking Zahid Valencia. Sounds good. I am. Moving on. 184 pounds. I like that. I can't wait to bring that up later on. <laughs> so the 184-pound weight class at the uh, Midlands was your favorite weight class. We talked about that for a while um, offline. So start us off, man. Gotcha. What, are you, what, are you, what are you thinking? You know, it was, it was an exciting weight class. I wouldn't say it's my favorite because Miles Martin took a, a, a an eighth place. But it was an awesome weight class. I'll tell you what. Dudley... And uh, T.J. Dudley from Nebraska ends up winning at four to two over um, is it Jack Deckow? Yeah, Jack Deckow in the finals. And Dudley is a guy that until I think we talked about them talked about him. Excuse me, uh, two podcasts ago is a guy that people weren't really talking, not about. talking about. Yeah, you know everybody's talking about Mymar Miles Martin from Ohio State. Everybody's talking about Bo Nickel from Penn State. Obviously, everybody's talking about Gabe Dean, which I mean, you know, Gabe Dean still to me nobody's beating him. But not many people are talking about T.J. Dudley, which is funny because he was a returning finalist last year and lost a tight one to Gabe Dean. And all he does is goes out and beats, uh, you know, returning All-American and Jack Deckow in the finals 4-2 to to win the Midlands. Uh, Yes, I I think 
Dudley had a great tournament and, you know, by my count, and I might be missing some people in here, but there were at least six returning All-Americans in this weight class, including two finalists. And he came out on top of that bracket. I, I think, again, you know, we talked about this before, um, you know, at 184 pounds, I'm not sure anybody's really touching Gabe Dean this year, but everybody is writing in, you know, Bo Nickel is the, the, the opposite finalist. Yeah, which I don't agree with I, at all. I, I don't agree with that at all. Dudley is having a great season. He's beaten everybody that's come his way. You know, he, not only did he beat Decal in the finals, he beat Nate Jackson in the semifinals. Who's really good, Who's actually. really good, returning All-American, you know, beat – beat up on Sammy Brooks. Well, I mean, he beat him three to one, but well, he beat, well, then Sammy Brooks got his revenge in the uh, finals third and fourth, beating him 10 to five. Okay. Nate Jackson, but yeah, I mean, Nate Jackson himself is a legitimate wrestler, legitimate wrestler. Um, I, I think Dudley deserves to be in that conversation at minimum as, as one of the other, you know, finalists opposite of Dean. I right now, if I had to choose, I think if seating goes, if seating helps, right? Like if Dudley's on the opposite side, I think he's the finalist. Do you think he ends up on the opposite side? I think a lot's going to be told know. in Big Ten. I don't know. Jesus. I mean, that way, dude, you got like 8 to 10 returning All-Americans. It's so hard to see. I can't see that in my head right now. Not only do you have 8 to 10 returning All-Americans, how many of them are from the Big Ten? Oh, probably six. I mean, you got Nickel, you got Dudley, you got Jackson, Miles Mimar, Martin. Brooks, uh, Sammy Brooks. Sammy Brooks. I mean, there's at least five right there. The, the, yeah. Big Tens, that's going to be, I mean, that's going to be a nasty weight class at Big Tens. Yeah, and then, so, you know, Nate, Nate Jackson also had a nice win against, uh, I believe, uh, uh, Pete Randa, returning third place uh, finisher in the uh, national tournament in the Conti semis. He mm-hmm. beat him in OT. And, you know, speaking of Pete Randa, Pete Randa kind of worked Miles Martin. He beat him 9-2 to two on the backside of this tournament after Mymar lost 7-4 to four in the quarters to Jack Deckow. Mymar, and then he medical forfeits for, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've seen that before, medical forfeits. Um, you know, Was he hurt? No, I don't know if he was hurt or not, but, you know, he takes an eighth. And I tell you what, him, you know, he chose to go up there, right? Like Ohio State wasn't why entered in the he, tournament. That, why did he go up there? What We talked about this a little bit in the past. Why do you think he went up I there? I mean, it bit him in the butt because I think it, all it does is it lowers his, you, you know. think lower, it did him more harm than good? Yeah, it lowers his yeah. ranking. That's for sure. How does it not? I mean. I he, agree. No, I agree with that. He was ranked below Decau, And, you know, he was ranked below Gravina, who ended up finishing higher than him. He was ranked below, who Gravina is also in the Big Ten, Rutgers guy. And, you know, Renda, obviously, though, although he's uh, red-shirting. I think you're, you're meaning to say he was ranked above all those guys. Oh, excuse me, rank, but ranked above them yeah. and then finishes below them, yeah. Including getting and getting beat in a couple of matches by some of those guys. Um, I'm not sure why he went up there. You know, when we talked about it before, my, my – my thoughts on it were was that he was going up there to you know get some more matches at 184 pounds, you know maybe get some solid wins on under his belt. I liked to, to the idea him. at the I, time. I love the idea, right? You know, I mean, go up there, up there and compete. Absolutely. Um, I do in the end think it probably did him more damage than good long term, at least from a seating's perspective. But maybe you know what? Maybe from a mental perspective, it doesn't it doesn't better. It makes him show. Uh, it shows him maybe what he needs to work on, and it also maybe shows that look. I, I, you know, I'm not where I'm at right. I'm not where I thought I was at right now at this weight class, and I need to put in some work. Because to me, he looked a little small, and he looked like his gas tank had an issue. And let me tell you t- two reasons why I think that. And it all boils down to one thing: he's not finishing his shots the way he normally could. Right? Do you think it has anything to do with the size? Of I think the guys? it's size and gas tank. Right? Okay. When you're exhausted, is it easier to finish shots? You know, it's no, harder to finish not. shots. And when you're smaller, the same thing. And I'm not saying he's tiny for 184, but he does look smaller. And also, and I'm not saying he's got a terrible gas tank. I'm not sure. But when you're not finishing your shots that you, like you normally can, those are the two things I look at. I don't think it's technique. I don't think that 
Now, maybe he has to change his technique a little bit against bigger guys like we talked mm-hmm. about earlier with Pletcher. Sure. Maybe you've got to change your technique, but it's not his technique that's the problem. So I look the two things then. If it's not technique, I look to size and I look to gas tank. And both of those look like, you know, they could be worked on. So, you know, I think it's obvious he's taken one for the team this year, wrestling up at 184 pounds. Are you as confident now about him All-American this year as well, you were earlier in the season? Early, I, think I, I think I put it on record that earlier that I, I could, couldn't see him not All-American. Do you still believe that way after this tournament? No, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I, think that he could, I think that he could easily lose in the quarters and fall down and, and, and lose to a guy like a Decau or a guy like, uh, you know, Nate Jackson yeah. or Gravina. I think right. I could see him losing to a Gravina. Yeah, I, and I think From Rutgers, the, yeah. The thing that makes it, that makes it, you know, compounds things is that this weight class is so deep. It is legitimately the deepest weight class at the NCAA tournament. I mean, you've got at least six All-Americans in this bracket at this tournament. Pat Downey from Iowa State was supposed to wrestle in this tournament as well. He's a returning All-American and wasn't there. Um, I think that leaves less room for error at the national tournament. You're talking about meeting up, potentially meeting up with returning All-Americans as, as early as the second round. Nine of the top ten ranked guys at this weight class are All-Americans, and the one that's not is ZZ Top, Zach Zavasky, who already beat him. Yeah, I, I, I think that doesn't— There's only eight podium spots, Brandon. <laughs> You're right, I agree. Um, but I, And I do agree with you, I think— I don't think it's as, as a sure thing right now that he's on that podium as much as I want him to be. Um, I do think that everything that's going on with him are correctable issues. And, you know, he's shown last year, he he, he suffered some, some early season losses last year, and look what happens. Look but what at happened. the same time, he was a freshman last year. Yeah. You know, he was a, a true freshman last year. You make a lot of gains between the start of your true freshman year and the end of your true freshman year. Can he make those gains again? I don't know. Who's he lost to this year? He's Let's lost to Zach Zavatsky. Zavatsky. Decal. Decal. Renda. And then and Dean. The, the med- and, and Dean. And, the yeah, the All-Star and the medical forfeit, which, you know. And we're not going to count yeah. that. Um, it's not like he's losing to guys that are not tough. But they're all in his weight class. And they are all, I agree with you. That's, exactly. I think that's the key. Look, a normal, a normal bracket, sure, I think he's an All-American. Right. But a bracket like this where you're talking about, you know, nine of the top ten guys are All-Americans. I don't know. Again, like I said, less margin for error right there. You've got to be on your game, and you're going to have to beat these guys. He's going to have to figure it out. We'll see what happens. Um, anything else at 184? I mean, I'm rooting for him. Well, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> anything else at 184 you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I, I saw Gravina. Um, you know, he medical forfeited for six, but he did beat Renda on the front side 8-2. to two. Gravina is t- Gravina's never All-American. Um, he's super tough. He had, I think he gave Dean probably his closest match of this year. I mean, it was, I think it was three to two going into the third yeah, period. Major decision. Yeah, right. It was three, but it was, it was like three to two going into the third period when he just couldn't, con, you know, sustain the pace that Dean was sustaining. Um, ended up I losing think Dean by, goes a hundred percent all the time. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. He's the one guy that can do that. Um, Gravina's tough. Yeah. Um, and I, I I think he's got just as good of a shot as a Zach Zavadsky, a Jack Deckow, a Miles Martin of getting on that podium. And like you said, I agree with you. If it was any other year, any other weight class other than this, I would say he's on that podium, or at sure. least at that level. Well, yeah, he beat Rando, who took third last year, eight to two. So that's all I really got for uh, 184. It's a great weight class. All right, uh, moving on to 197 pounds. This weight class was not as tough as some of the others. Yeah, I don't got a lot going on here. 
Um, your one seed was Nate Rotert from South Dakota State University. He actually lost in the finals to Aaron Studebaker um, from Nebraska. Studebaker was the three seed. Um, he was victorious over Ryan Wolf in the semis. Uh, Ryan Wolf, a writer, was the seven seed. The two seed was actually Riley Lefevre from Wolbash. I think they're a division. They're division three, and I think he's a three-time champ. Is he really? Yeah, I think he's going for his fourth champ. And I think I thought I read that he'd already beaten Studebaker before, and I think I think that yeah, he didn't end up doing it this tournament. No, because well, he didn't even get to wrestle Studebaker. Oh, he he lost, okay. No, he lost to Wolf in the quarters, um, five to four close. What match. did Studebaker? Did Studebaker around a twelve last year? Brandon, pull out your brackets real quick, and you know I'll talk before that. So Studebaker loses the road of four to four to one, and actually. Um, you know, there was an All-American in this weight class, Brett Harner from Princeton, and he went down to Beasley in the quarters from uh, uh, Old Dominion University. Uh, so, you know, Harner, I think he comes back and takes fourth. I can't remember exactly in this weight class, but he, uh, you know, that was the only All-American, and he didn't even, he didn't, you know, he make the finals in this weight. Right. There was, there was a... Not a lot of returning all. There wasn't any returning all Americans. I think Harner, this class, Harner was uh, other than Harner, right? Yeah. Um, you had a few guys that were round of twelve last year. Studebaker was one of them. Okay, he um, was one seed, uh, not not the one seed. Um, uh, seven seed Wolf was a was a round of twelve guy, and then um, additionally there was also Scott. I think it's uh, um, Sean Scott from Northern Illinois University. Where's Road? I mean, I know where Road was from, but what what is his deal? I, I don't know. Like I've been wondering, like <laughs> hey, why he's, he's a Midlands as high champ. As he is. He's a Midlands champ. No, he's a Midlands runner-up. He's a Midlands runner-up, guys. <laughs> Listen, he's a Midlands runner-up. <laughs> That's my stat guy again. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna sing it, but I am the stat man. Midlands runner-up. Um, I this weight class, uh, I just wasn't excited for this. There wasn't a ton to talk about. Um, I don't think it really changed anything as far as the landscape of 197. Well, I think that you know, if you look at it, Harner. I mean, yeah, you're right. He was a nine already below. He was already below Studebaker. So, and what did Harner finish? What did you? I say? thought he finished fourth. Rotor is hold on. Before we go anywhere further, I mean, Rotor's ranked top four. Yeah, Rotor's ranked high. Maybe did he redshirt last year? No, he wrestled last year. In fact, I think he won and two at NCAA's. I don't know why he's ranked so high. He did go one and two at NCAA's. He beat Bees. Uh, no, that was at Midlands. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why either. I, I, I've wondered that maybe all year. He did, maybe he did something two years ago, and we're totally missing it. Maybe he was in All-America two years ago. I've, it has to be something like that, or maybe he showed something in the you know off-season wrestling freestyle at Greco or something that, that put him up there. Um, we'll have to look into that. But other than that, I don't think there was a lot at 197 that really was to get excited about. You and I both agree it's basically a two- or three-man race at this point. Um so I, I think it's a one man race at this point, but you don't think it, you don't think far is going to challenge Cox. Well, we can talk about that later. We will talk I about think that, that later. Cox has got it. All right. Um, all right. So heavyweight. Um, I was sad, man. I was so bummed. Our my boy. boy, my boy, Medbury um, was on a roll and then he got sick and couldn't come back and wrestle day two. Well, Medbury was on a roll this year, right? He's having we we talked about this in our early season Hodge talk. Um, I think Medbury deserves has every right to be in that conversation right now for the early season Hodge talk um, before uh, medically defaulting out of the tournament starting the second day because of sickness. Um, he did have a close match in the um, in the second round over David Henry from Oregon State. He won two to one. But after that, he had a tech not, fall. That's not what a Hodge uh, winner does right there. Okay, you're right. You're right. Um, you know, he then he won by tech fall and then he had a, a pen over Michael Boykin from um, I, where's he from? North Carolina State, I believe. I think you're right. I do think you're right. Yeah, North Carolina State. Yeah, and he was um, a national qualifier last year at 197. Yeah, I, I think this weight class ultimately was a three man, um, three man race in this bracket. That's kind and of Conan Jennings, I think. 
What? Conan Jennings, he took eighth, went to Centerville High School. I need to watch out. Okay, so Ben thinks Conan Jennings for Northwestern. Um, and then uh, Colin Jensen was in this weight class as well, wasn't he? Yes, he was from Nebraska. <laughs> I yeah. on this. Anything? Did we, did we see anything that we didn't expect? I, I mean, do- Tanner Hall beats Sam Stoll two to one. I think in the semi. Stoll's first first action it back. Was. All it right, was. so he goes on. He he takes third. Correct. I yeah, he does. Not a bad showing for his first action back. Where are you putting him right now in terms of things? Um, outside the top four, I probably got him top six, top seven, maybe. Let me let me look at the rankings real quick. And but but I mean, I think that's that's where he's at, right? He's right now he's ranked fifth by Intermat, right above Crowells and Nick Nevels, and, and I think that's probably where I got him. He's right below Tanner Hall, Walls, Medbury, and Snyder. So yeah, I think it's perfect. All right, I can go with that. Um, anyway, let's go ahead and move on. Another big tournament was going on this weekend, the Southern Scuffle. Let's scuffle. Hashtag let's scuffle. I love it. It's one of my favorite tournaments. Um, it's one of actually, my favorite hashtags. I actually use it in the summer. People look at me, they don't get it. But I don't get that either. Anyway, um, as we record this, the finals have been set. They will be happening tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Cannot wait to watch. Um, man, I'll tell you what. This has been a crazy tournament. There's been lots of upsets so far. We got all Americans not placing in this tournament. Yeah. Um, we've got super red shirt freshman Mark Hall competing in this tournament. Dude, oh, look, making good. his way to the finals, beating the number one seed along the way. Um, again, we said the finals were set. Let's run down some of these finals matches. Ben and I are going to make some picks um, here in a bit at the end of this podcast. So, 125 pound. Our finals are. Let's do it. Jack Mueller versus Ethan Lysak. I think, it's, is it Lezak or Lysak? I don't know. I, don't I really know. don't. I don't okay. care. Okay. Um, Sounds good to me. The, the Minnesota 125-pounder, <laughs> Lezak or Lysak. Um, 133 pounds, we got Cade Brock from Oklahoma State taking on Scotty Parker from Lehigh. 141, who we got, Ben? Oh, uh, we got Dean Heil from Oklahoma State. Was Joey taking on Joey I don't have him from up. North Carolina. I had <laughs> you should have seen him. my face there. I was like, ah, sneak attack. I got Lezak in the finals. <laughs> uh, 149 pounds. We have Mays, Le'Veon Mays. I'm sorry, Mustache Mays Ooh, from Missouri. Mustache Mays. Anthony Colica, Ohio boy from Oklahoma. They've State. They've never wrestled before. Yeah, this is only volume 37 of Mays versus Colica. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> the first 36 volumes have been fan. They've been exciting. Holy uh, shit. 157 pounds. We got JoJo Smith taking on Jordan Cutler. Um, Smith from uh, Oklahoma State. God, how many guys they got in the finals? Taking on Cutler from Lehigh. The sneaky good team. Oklahoma Lehigh. State? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lehigh, sneaky good. Right. Are you getting a call there, Brandon? No, I'm not. Is that your wife telling us to come, keep it down? It's my wife telling me I've got some place to be. Um, 165 pounds. Daniel Lewis from Missouri will be taking on Chandler Rogers from Okie State in the finals. Um, 174. Oh, hey, another Oklahoma State guy, Kyle Crutchmer, taking on Mark Hall, super freshman. Um, after that, we got 184. We got Gabe Dean taking on. Oh, wait a minute. Another Okie State guy, Jeez. Nolan Boyd. Team stuff. Um, and then at 197, I think this might be one of our first weight classes without a, a Okie State guy. We've got uh, Jaden Cox from Missouri in the finals against Brett Pifar from Minnesota. Everybody is waiting for this match for sure. Yeah. And then Brett to finish Farr's it up, tough. we got Jacob Casper, Casper, the friendly ghost, taking on Michael Crowells from the, Minnesota. Casper, uh, the friendly ghost. I think that was what uh, I stole that from Cliff Fretwell. Fretwell. Yeah. Dude. I'm, dude. 
flow. Anybody He's that hilarious. To this. Cliff Fretwell is the greatest announcer of all time. Dude makes when it me comes laugh. Stuff. He's like the Harry Carey of announcing because he'll be announcing it and doing a great job, and then he'll just go off on a tangent of something that doesn't make any sense, and then cut back in right away. The only difference is, is he's not ninety-eight years old and senile. Well, we don't and know that yet. Is Harry Carey still anyway, alive? Yeah, no, Harry Carey, <laughs> he's not still alive, unfortunately, for those Cubs fans. But anyways, yeah. So why don't we go through one twenty-five? Maybe chat a little bit about the weight class real quick and then talk about who our pick is. One match that I thought happened early, Dylan Peters versus this guy Townsell from Stanford. So this guy Townsell, he thought he was going to be redshirt until about three weeks ago when Connor Schramm bumped up. Mm-hmm. You know, And all he does is come in and he upsets uh, Dylan Peters and then he goes and upsets uh, Nathan Kraser from Campbell. Two ranked guys, one a returning All-American. And, uh, you know, he loses, uh, you know, by fall to Mueller, another tough freshman stud. But, you know, he goes on in places uh, after that. So I was shocked by the Peters loss. I mean, that that really surprised me, especially to Townsville. I mean, I got to admit, I don't know much about Townsville at this point. I know nothing about um, him. We're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to study up on him for sure. But um, he's smart. I, I mean, mean, he goes to Stanford. Peters being the two seed, he loses in the round of 16. I mean, I don't know if this is Peters still getting back into form after his injury. Well, but then Townsville what? goes and beats Kreiser, who's, you know, had some nice wins this year. So it's not like Townsville's a one-trick pony or a one-match winner. But anyway, so Townsville loses to Mueller, who is a super stud freshman. Not a lot of people are talking about this guy. He's a freshman from the University of Virginia, a Texas guy. Uh, red Or true freshman. Trinity Christian, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, true freshman. From UVA, and I tell you what, Garland, Steve Garland's got to be having a, um, you know, he's got to be really happy with the way this guy's performing. You know, now he beats, you know, he beats. He beats Acid from Missouri, yeah, right? Yeah, backup, so who's a backup, backup, sure. Um, he beats Russell from Edinburgh. Russell's tough. Ranked, I mean, he's a ranked, ranked guy, guy yeah. tough. And now he's in the finals um, against Townsville from Stanford. No, he beats Townsville from Stanford, and he's finals oh, against Lezak. Yeah. Against Lezak, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Mueller's tough, and not only that, but Mueller's I was looking, a tough horse on top. He's scoring tons of points. I mean, I think he's had a ton of bonus point victories as well this yeah, year. Yeah, but look at Lezak. Lezak, you know, all he's done is beat Piccinini 15-5 to after he beat uh, Darren Cruz 8-0. to Lezak, is this his, is this is this like his first action back with the team this year? No, yes, I think he yeah I think he was suspended earlier this year. Is he a year. part of that issue? He's but. a part of the suspension issue. I think he's a redshirt freshman. Um, he'd have to be a redshirt freshman. Yeah, I don't think he wrestled last year. Um, so I believe he's a redshirt freshman. So it's it's him versus Mueller. You want to do these picks now, or do you want to talk weights first then picks? I think we should do picks now. Let's talk weights and then do the picks. Let's picks now. All right, picks now. Who you got at one twenty five? Um, I'm gonna pick. You already told me who you're going to pick. You can't change it. I'm going to pick Mueller. You changed it, you sandbagging yep. son of a bitch. Both of them are tough, but I think that, you know what? Shout out to Steve Garland. Um, I think his name's Steve Garland. I hope I'm not getting it wrong. Um, for UVA, and I'm going to go Mueller. All right, I, I, I am as well, Mueller. Oh, is that why you're mad at me? I am. So, right, yeah, I, I think Mueller takes that match. He's looked really good this year. Um, I actually think he's a, a guy that can end up on the podium at the end of the year for Virginia. Totally agree. So, 133. What All do you right. got there, bud? Um, I'll tell you, one of the big early round matches was actually Cade Brock taking on Mickey Philippi. Philippi? Philippi, I believe. Is it Philippi? Yeah. Um, of Virginia. I think he's redshirting for Virginia. Um, Philippi was a multi-time, I think, state champ in Pennsylvania, you said, right? Three yeah, I believe, he's a, I believe he's a three-time PA state champ, um, whatever. Was a number one ranked recruit coming out of high school. Him and Brock wrestled. Close match. Brock prevailed 5-3. to three. 
Um, I think Brock is actually in the finals. We, we discussed that already. Um, what else you got in this weight class? Well, you, you, you know, Scotty Parker, I think he's just continuing to, you know, remain really solid. He didn't beat a ton of really tough opponents here, but he did beat a tough Josh Albert. He stuck. Uh, yeah, by fall in the semis. And Josh Albert, I know he's ranked um, from you and I. I forget exactly what he's ranked. Brandon, can you help me out there? Uh, and, you know, so he's going to face off with Cade Brock in the finals. And, you know, Albers actually ranks 16th. Albers 16th. So I know he's ranked. So Scotty Parker, he's a real tough, real consistent competitor for Lehigh. And like I said, Lehigh's a sneaky good team. Uh, you know, I like Cade Brock in the finals. I, I I don't think it's any surprise. You know, but Cade Brock and McKee, I think that's a match maybe we need to talk about real quick. Yeah, I thought that was a great match. Real close. Came down to the end there. There was a re- review, I think, for a takedown. Was that it? Or Yeah, there was a... a, a a little bit of flurry that went on on the edge of the mat. Um, I think the ref first awarded two, then waved it off, then it went to review. Um, I didn't get to see what the review was. You know, you know, obviously we didn't get to see the. We got to see the belly the of the referee. Came, yeah, we were staring at the the gut of the ref. Um, I thought when I, I thought it was you for a minute. It, I, shut up. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was two when I originally saw it, but again, we didn't have that angle that they may have had. Um, great match, McKee, true freshman. Um, I think he's a six-time Fargo champ from you know the state of Minnesota. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's had some great battles with Stephen uh, Michich uh, this year from Michigan. Um, again, but you know in the finals, what do we got? We got we got Brock and we got Parker. Scotty Parker. Look, I'm going Kate Brock, and and I'm sure you are too. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think Scotty Parker is going to wrestle him real close and real tough. So. I'm going to surprise you here, Ben. You can um, take Scotty Parker. I'm actually big on Parker. I think Scotty Parker has had some great results this year. Um, he's a tough kid, and I look for him to beat Brock in the finals. That, that's a bad uh, pick, but, hey, I like it. I like hey, who it. won our fantasy league last year? All right. Thank you. Um, so in the final, 141, man, this has been a heck of a wait. I tell you what. Uh, all right, top four seeds, who were they? Dean Heil, number one. Yeah, Dean Heil was number one. Well, then you got George DiCamillo, who was a uh, five seed. Um, the fourth seed was uh, uh, Randy Cruz, excuse me, and Joey Ward was the three seed, and the and the one seed was Joey McKenna. Two so, seed was Joey McKenna. Two seed was Joey McKenna. So Cruz didn't place. You got was, multiple all. That was gonna be missed. Yeah, multiple All Americans in this weight class. Just like the Midlands, this weight class was super deep. Um, That's a, such a tough weight. Randy class. Cruz is. Did not place at this tournament. Um, you've got Dean Hiles backup doing some work on some people. You've Joey got, Ward barely beat him. Yeah, Joey Ward barely beat him. You've got, you know, Jaden Ironman from Missouri bumping up to to one forty one for this. Oh, by the way, Missouri entered three guys in this weight class for this tournament. Matt Manley, who I think might have been the five seed at NCAA's last year. Sinan. Who is a two-time MAC champ? Or t- I'm sorry, two-time NCAA qualifier and MAC champ at 133 pounds previously, and then Jade Nyerman, who was previously starting for Missouri at 133 pounds this year. Looks like that pull might have been a little too much to yeah, that weight. I think I think we're right. So who's going to start now? Moving on. I hate to, I hate to you know cut this cut this short, but we're not going to cut it short. I, I would say uh, I'm still thinking Manley's a starter. I think that I think that Ironman's a starter. Man, Manley doesn't even place this tournament. Ironman beats Boo. Okay. Um, you know, I know it's Hiles' backup, but this dude, you know, he's beating Meredith before. Tech he's beating some. T- he's beating some tough guys that he texts them. He beat him up. I, I don't know. I I'm still on Manly right now. Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I, I it can go. They can choose any of those three. Um, and, and figure it out. So I, talking semifinals here. You know, we had two really good ones. The first one was Dean Hile is a all Ohio all Ohio uh, semifinal, and uh, for high school prep, it was Dean Hile versus George DiCamillo. 
Heil beats him three to one, but that wasn't without a review either. I tell you what, it was a close match. Oh my goodness, George DiCamillo was on Heil's legs for four and a half minutes of this match. Heil's just so hard to take down. He scrambles so well, um, even though. You know, DiCamillo was in a lot of attacks. I don't think Heil was ever in any He wasn't, and it's almost annoying, danger. right? And I, I like is. Heil. It is. But it's almost annoying that it's like, it's boring. It's like, all right, somebody got in on Heil's legs. You know, call me when they're done scrambling because I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> um, and then the other semifinal featured two All-Americans, Joey Ward taking on Joey McKenna. Um, what a great match. That went to overtime, didn't it, until Ward took him down to his back? Yep, that was, yeah, that was an overtime match. You're going to read the stat sheet, and it's going to say 7-1. to one, But actually, Ward... It, you know, it was one-to-one going into the, um, you know, sudden victory overtime, and Ward took him down to his back. It was, um, so McKenna got Ward's leg in the air, and then Ward goes, and, you know, I'm thinking, all right, you know, we all know that Ward is... He dove for the legs. Right? Yeah, yeah, we all know Ward's really flexible, so I'm like, all right, he's going to take him down. With, he's going to put splits on him, put the whizzer on him. Um, but no, instead he does like a, a dive through, like a dart, roll through, rolls through, you know, in a funk situation and catches McKenna on his back, Puts him straight on his back. It was a, we, we were going crazy in your living room watching that. You know, as Ohio boys, because Ward is also uh, you know an Ohio guy. Mm-hmm. So we were pretty pumped about that. So the interesting thing about this now this leads us oh. to Ohio taking on Ward in the finals. Only lost last year. Yes. Yep. Yes. Only lost last year for for Ohio was who? Was Ward? Yeah. Yeah. So and, and Ward has a style. They they both scramble so well. I mean, they're both from Ohio. <laughs> Go figure. Anyway, um, who you picking? Oh, I'm going Dean Heil, baby. Are you going Dean Heil? Yeah, and you're going Dean Heil, too. I am going Dean Heil. I, I, can, I can make your picks for you because I know you so that, well. You didn't know my last one. Well, because you, you only did that because I picked the other guy for you. That's not true. All right. So, hey, I asked this question earlier when it came when we were talking Midlands at this weight class. Yeah, I like Midlands. Um, this weight class is super deep. Anything happen in this bracket at this tournament that changes the landscape of things, in your opinion, at 141? Yeah, I think a couple things. I, I think one, what do you, what the heck do you do with Manly? Uh, I, I don't know. Manly hasn't been on the mat much this year, um, even though he's still been ranked high. But I mean, obviously, you still got Heil number one. You still see in Jack number two in the rankings. Well, Jack's not number two in the rankings I mean, right now. I mean, that's what we're projecting. Oh, oh, do I project him? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I project him as number two. Um, Joey McKenna's going to have to drop. Do you uh, think he drops below Kolodzik? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, Kalazic's only loss was to Jack, so I think it goes Dean Heil. Okay, so say say Heil wins tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Even if Heil doesn't win tonight, I st- well, no, if Heil doesn't win tonight, I think Jack takes the number one spot. I-, I think there's an argument to be made, but there's also an argument to be made that Heil can stay number one. Yeah, so Matt Manley's ranked seventh right now. I- that's gonna go away because Joy Ward's eighth, mm-hmm. right? Right. And D. Camillo's ten. I mean, you know, he finished higher than him. So I think it's gonna go. De- so let's just say for you know. Dean Heil wins. It's going to go Dean Heil. Then it's going to go Matthew Kolodzik. Then I think, or no, excuse me, Dean Heil, then Kevin Jack, then Matthew Kolodzik. I think I think they'll keep McKenna over Ward. Okay, okay. I can, I, you I can know, see that. But, Ash, you know, Ashnott will be up there. Yeah, I don't want to go through this whole prognostication breakdown right now, but I think there will be some changes. All right. All right, so let's move up. 149, your finals is set. We've got Kolika versus Mays, part whatever we said earlier. Um, some interesting stuff in this weight class, I guess. Um, one, I was telling you this earlier. I really like Patricio Lugo. I think the dude, he's one of your guys, right? Like, so, you know, if people, you know, the, you, everybody picks their own, you know, wrestlers for the year, right? Like mine obviously is the uh, New Mexican Rattler and everybody knows I like Cody Bircher. 
you know, and I, I got a couple guys. You know, Brandon picks Patricio Lugo. You know, we all we pick guys that aren't you know necessarily the superstars that we want to do well. You know, Lucy, uh, Patricio Lugo is one of yours, and I do. I like him a lot, even though he did lose pretty handily to Colica in the semifinals. Um, another interesting. Le'Veon Mays, mustache, mustache Mays, as I've been calling him. Is he one of your guys? You can't pick him. That's not fair. No, nah, what I'm saying is, is he's had some close matches in this tournament. He won three to one. He had a tough, tough opening round match against Freddie Stroker from Minnesota. I mean, Stroker's tough. To have him first three round. Three to one. Three man. to one. Jeez. You know, he then, in, in the next Monday. round, he wrestles Kennedy Monday. Oh, by the way, he's just the son of Kenny Monday. Um, close match again. He's good, but I mean, Kenny Monday's no Kenny, Kennedy Monday's no Kenny Monday. But yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I, I think I get what you just said. Um, but anyway, after that, he gets a pin. <laughs> I had too the, many beers. He gets a pin in the quarterfinals before he beats Max Thompson, uh, four to two in the semis. I mean, his entire tournament minus one pin has been, you know, two point matches basically. And Do you I'm wondering, it's, yeah, it's just uh, him coming back. Yeah, that's you, what that's what I was kind of pausing with. I'm okay. sorry, I'm sorry, Brandon. Yeah, that, I, I think I was getting what you were going for. You were you were asking me to kind of add something to the thing, and I was pausing there. But I think that's what it is. I think it's it's. He's still getting you. Look, his style is, you know, fast paced, tempo, and timing, right? Because mm-hmm. all the shots are timing. Yep. What do you lose first? I think you lose you, timing. You lose timing. When yeah, you've you been lose, off the mat. Yeah, for you a lose while. timing. So, to me, you know, you know, he's not gonna, he's not the guy that's gonna rack up, you know, three and a half minutes of riding time versus a guy. I mean, he's gonna rack up maybe thirty seconds if he's lucky if he gets ten takedowns. So, <laughs> so, you know, a little Austin Trotman like. Right. That, that's a little throwback reference for the App State train, but. You know, so I think it's a little timing issue. I, I'm not concerned about him. No, I agree with you. Um, all right, so so who you got here in the finals? We got Colico, we got oh, Maze. Who you taking? So Colico won last time, so it's Maze's turn, and I'll take Maze. Okay, um, I'm going to actually pick Colico in this tournament. That's just the right because pick because of the way Colico has been wrestling. Um, coupled that with the way Maze has wrestled this tournament, um, I, they've gone back and forth pretty yeah. much every match. I mean, the third and fourth place match last year at Nationals, it was them. I think they wrestled. Well, they wrestled earlier early in the tournament. Colica yeah. knocked him to the bracket. And I think Mays is the right pick. Or, excuse me, Colica is the right pick. I just picked Mays because literally I wanted to say that who won last time. All right, the next one's up. All right, fair enough. So. Um, 157, what do we got, bud? Uh, let me get there. Oh, I think it's JoJo, or excuse yep. me, Joseph Smith versus uh, JoJo and Cutler. Uh, Cutler from Lehigh, who's another you know, sneaky good guy. I think Cutler's ranked top 15, but, you know, Cutler, I think in the semis, he, up, he had a nice match. It was a close match against LaValle from Missouri, who's just, that was his first loss, I believe, Brandon. Do you, do you, do you recall? LaValle? Yeah. yeah. I think that might have been his first yeah, loss. Yeah, his first year. loss. So it was a tight match. LaValle really didn't get on his offense the way I'd like to have seen him, the way I've seen him earlier. Um, this year, mm-hmm. and uh, Cutler beat him, and I guess that was a surprise to me. Um, you know, Joe Smith beat uh, a guy from, uh, excuse me, UVA, uh, Atkinson, who was also a ranked guy. So, so here, both nice wins, but At- so Atkinson beat Short from Minnesota, fourteen to four. That's right. a good match. There, there was two. Go ahead. A couple of things that really surprised me about this bracket. Um, we've already talked that this this weight class in general just isn't super deep. Um, one was the close matches that JoJo Smith had after the first round. He won 5-3 to three in the round of 16, 3-2 to two in the quarterfinals, and then 5-4 to four in the semifinals. Well, Mitch Feinsilver is pretty tough. The, the guy he beat in the quarters um, from from Duke is a tough, is a, is a solid wrestler. I mean, he's, I think he's a solid wrestler, but, I mean, we're not talking about an All-American here. Well, I, mean, I think he beat Sertzis uh, last year at the NCAA tournament. Okay, well, regardless, what I'm saying is is that it surprised me that 
JoJo had such close matches. The other thing that really surprised me um, was the Atkinson match over Short. You know, I mean, he, he not only did he beat Jake Short, that is a I surprise. Mean, he beat him fourteen to four. That was a that's a that's an ass whooping. Now Atkinson's a you know he was a five seed and he, you know he's he's certainly um, you know he's a ranked opponent. Brandon, why don't you pull up that ranking real quick while I uh, bedazzle the fans here with the broomstick? Um, you're right. He did put an ass whooping on him, fourteen to four, and and that's a surprise because Jake Short's been the model of consistency this right. year Atkinson, against normal guys. Right, and Atkinson right now is currently ranked 18th according to Intermat. Is Short ranked? Um, yeah, Short's actually ranked uh, 10. So yeah, yeah, so he's, he's just been the guy. model of consistency. Right, you know he's he's improved pretty much. I think what really got him there was is he he won the Cliff Clean yeah. Finals over yep. Uh, yep. over Heffernan. But yeah, he hasn't um, lost to anybody really that he shouldn't have. No, but I, I was just really surprised for him to see to get beat like that, you know, at, at like that uh, by such a large margin. So those were the two things that really surprised me about this this weight class. Who you got, buddy? Um, we got Short. We got Cutler. I'm sorry, JoJo Smith and Cutler. Um, I gotta go. I, I gotta go, Joe Smith. Who are you taking? Come on now. I'm taking Cutler. Ooh. Lehigh's sneaky, man. And so am I. I'm super sneaky. You are kind of sneaky. I'm very sneaky, um, sir. All right. Interesting pick. Um, I, I wanted to go him, but, you know, I got to play the safe bet and take Joe Smith on well, this one. you just lost. Ooh, calling me out. Oh, we're we going 165 now, though. All right, 165. Um, anything that really stood out to you in this bracket so far? I mean, uh, we got you know, I, I thought that the fact that, um, you know, Mitch Minotti – you know, kind of put up a not placing. Yeah, is put, he placing? I, I don't believe he's placing. You know what? I can tell you that real quick. And I, you know, I think it's worth looking at. We have to look at it. Um, I'm not sure Walmack placed either. Won't you look for Minotti? I'm looking for Walmack. Uh, yeah, Minotti and Walmack. God, people are gonna kill us here. Neither, no, no, neither, neither, neither Minotti or Walmack are no, placing. That's right. crazy. Okay, so there you go. There's that, my surprise. That surprises me a lot, especially Minotti. But also, I think we talked about well, this Well, Walmack's good. Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, he he beat Chandler Rogers in that duel, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, yeah. he stuck <laughs> him like him. a freaking pig. Um, but I think this might have been Minotti's first action back, right? It was. Like first yeah. real, well, and I mean, we're tournament. talking like like almost like a over, over a year. Right. No, I... I agree, and I think that might have something to do with it as well. But but still, I would expect him to. I expect him to place in this tournament. Obviously, they. Did. To be honest with you, coming back, you know, I know he's a returning All American two times, two times. But he didn't wrestle last year. He wrestled um, at this at the scuffle, and then he never wrestled again. He didn't come on my fantasy team last year, and I had to drop him because he didn't wrestle NCAA's. So anyway, so um, so Minotti doesn't place. But let's talk semis here. We got Daniel Lewis versus. Uh, uh, Northern I think it's Iowa. Theater. Whatever. I think it's spelled wrong. But um, <laughs> I always blame other people. <laughs> I always blame other people when something when I don't say it's something not right. Spelled wrong. <laughs> but anyway, carry on. No, Dan Lewis. You know he he got on top, and I think he had about you know nine and a half minutes of riding time, and beat Theater seven to two. And uh, Chandler Rogers, you know, pinned uh, Torres. Now that's another surprise. Is that uh, Torres? He's uh, from uh, Northern Colorado. I think it was a transfer from Oklahoma State. He, uh, you know, he had a, he wasn't seated, you know, and he beats, so he upsets Walmack first round, and then he goes and beats uh, Bethay uh, from University of Virginia, not to be confused with the other one that was uh, ranked for Penn. So is that Ray or May? That's Ray. Ray. Good call. Good job. Yeah, and then, and then he, um, 
you know, and then he beats the guy Pike um, from uh, not uh, uh, what's NC Chad SCU? Pike from North Carolina State. North Carolina State. Yeah, he, yeah. he's redshirting for them. He's wrestling in the sun attached. So yeah, I don't think there was a. I mean, this weight class at this tournament wasn't deep, um, extremely deep, especially considered Minotti was just coming back. Um, you know, you got your final set up. It's Dan Lewis and uh, Chandler Rogers. Make your pick, buddy. Who are you taking? I know you're you going Chandler. No, I'm not. I'm going Dan Lewis. No, because you're going Chandler. Here's the thing. You're going Chandler. Look, you know he was my favorite Friends character. <laughs> you can't pull that shit on me. You were like eight years old when Friends was on. Yeah, but I was still like kind of <laughs> playing a little pocket pool with Jennifer Aniston then. All right. <laughs> um, okay, with that note. <laughs> Dan Lewis, baby. All right, I'm taking Lewis as well, and I don't even think it'll be too close. It will be close. You think so? Yeah, I think it'll be like 19 to 20. Okay. All right, 174 pounds. This weight class had a little bit of interest to it. Um, I think the big thing, I mean, honestly, the big thing everybody was talking about was the fact that Mark Hall entered this tournament. Who? Uh, Mark Hall, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's a, he's a freshman. Wait, he's was he the guy that State. tried to get into the Midlands, but they wouldn't let him in, and then you said that was the, the right thing to do? Correct. The, the, right, I did say that. Because it wouldn't have made the tournament better? No, I said it was the right thing to do because he missed the registration deadline. Oh, he did? Yes. Did he apply himself? Or was it his coach that... Okay. So Mark Hall wrestles... I'm just kidding, Brandon. You anyway, um, added a great storyline to this weight class. Um, he's actually in the finals. He upset the number one seed, Casey Kent, who was a returning All-American, took fourth last year. I mean, not only did he up, I wouldn't say he upset him. I mean, he... Well, no, he upset him. Like, he wasn't happy after the match. He, <laughs> he upset him. <laughs> yeah, Kent, Kent, I'm sure Kent was pretty upset. I mean, it was a beatdown, 9-4. to four. Ooh, and, and it was, and you know what, 9-4, to four was. that's nice to say. Because it was a bunch of takedowns. Yeah. And you know what Mark Hall did that he hasn't done earlier in the year? And I, You know, I've only watched him. I've tried to watch every piece of film I can on him. What's the question? For this year. No, what? I said, you know what he's done, this, done at this tournament that he hasn't been able to do? Normally. Yes, I do. He forgot a singlet. <laughs> he that, forgot not a what I was singlet and had to borrow a singlet from a kid, high school he kid. He borrowed a singlet from a high school kid, and I tell you what, that kid's not going to wash a singlet ever. I don't know if he's getting it back. He, I don't know. I'm sure he will. But you know what he has been able to actually do? What's that? Ride a little bit. I like, think Paul's a decent rider, no, though. Yeah, but I don't think he was doing it that much. Like I think he was... You know, he was still in his freestyle mode earlier. You know, he lost to that Brucky guy, and, mm-hmm. you know, he was get, he got turned then, wasn't getting out as fast, wasn't riding that much, putting up the riding time. Mm-hmm. Here he's looked like he's riding. Like, like I wouldn't just say he's an average rider. I'd say he's actually an above-average rider. I'm not saying he's— He's he, actually great from the crab ride position, from my yeah, observations. Yeah, he's not turning a ton of people, but I tell you what, he's certainly riding them, and he's getting out. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, he didn't have an easy path. He he beat Jordan Rogers, the the eight seed from Okie State. Um, after that, he had Casey Kent. You know, took him out. Then he beat Ryan Priest. Oh, let's I mean, talk about that match. And Ryan Priest. Well, th- that match was close, buddy. It was all right. Go ahead. You're right. You're right. It was a very close match. Ryan Priest has beaten him up until the last thirty. Won the match. Priest should have yeah, won the match. Yeah, Ryan Priest. You know, the savvy senior um, that he is. You know, he's beating him. He gets the only takedown of the match up until when you know when the pin occurs. And then Mark Hall's on top. Mark Hall tries to put a splatle on him, right? Mm-hmm. Priest gets out. And then they're wrestling a little bit. Mark Hall, you know, I think he cuts Priest or something happens, and Mark Hall cement jobs him. He hits him in the cement job and pins it him. It was a dirty With like 20 job. seconds yeah, left. Dirty. So it, I think Priest was up 3-1 to one at the time. 3-1 or 3-2, yeah. something like that, yeah. And he hits, he hits him in the cement job. He doesn't even get his full arm threaded. No. 
Like, it's just like he's holding on to that bicep, and he's like, look, it's over. Count the back points. But Priest should have won that match. Like, who gets... I, he oh was in goodness. a position. Priest was definitely in a position to win that match. I mean, but look, that's what happens when, you, when you're Mark Hall. I mean, he's two-time cadet champ, cadet world champ. Junior, but he's not hitting cement mix. He's doing that. Champ. But he's not doing that by cement jobs. He just... Priest... Ben. Ben, what do we always tell kids when we coach? You always got to have a cement job in your back pocket. You got to have cement. No, really, you tell them, you know, it's not over till the whistle. And, you know, that's what's going to make Mark Hall great. Because Preach is a stud. I'm high on Preach. He's climbing the rankings, too. He looks too. really good. And I'll tell you, that one of the matches that surprised me was the, the complete dismantling he did of Taylor Lujan. Oh, it was ugly. I. It was ugly. I beat him up. And I know bad. you're high on Lujan. I like Lujan, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not down on him. You know, I think he he had one loss coming into this tournament, and that was a nine to seven loss to Zach Epperly. So yeah, he's a having great a great match. season. Yeah, yeah. a great match. He's having a great season. So and Preach put it to him. And Preach is one of those guys that's just a, absent a cement job from you know one of the best wrestlers I think in the world for his age. Correct. Um, you know, he put together a really solid match against Mark Hall. He should have won the match. I'm. You could tell on his face afterwards he wasn't he wasn't happy and no, no. He, if they wrestled again I think Mark Hall beats him worse because I think he figures things out but I like Priest to maybe that's a it's a tough way I like Priest to maybe get on the podium this okay. year I like that I can respect that um, your other semifinal featured two returning All Americans Kyle Crutchmer and Ethan Ramos isn't isn't um, that funny that the the less the less exciting um, semifinal was a uh, a freshman and a guy who's never all American before, but <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but Crutchmer was victorious over Ramos, um, twelve to eight. Um, Crutchmer actually had a close match in the quarterfinals against Bernstein from Navy. Um, didn't look very good in that. Well, match. Bernstein was around a twelve guy last year, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but Crutchmer looked really good against Ramos in the semis. Well, he headlocked him. It was a nasty headlock. Yeah, right, dude, right on the. Out, it's right on so the funny. Too. weren't we just sitting there watching? We were watching um, Ramos kind of squirm out of trying to get out of that headlock. And I looked at you and I go, "God, I hated being in that position. <laughs> like it was so uncomfortable just being in a headlock and you just like got nowhere to go and you're just like, oh, this sucks." Anybody that's ever been in a headlock it does knows. Suck. Like you're almost like, like it's, you're just like, dude, I might. Yeah, you're yeah, you're running through the things in your head. Like if I get pinned, is my mom gonna be mad at me? <laughs> like. <laughs> But I don't want to just lay here and get choked. For like the next you're just, minute. yeah. I mean, it's so uncomfortable. But he fights back, and you know he loses twelve to eight. So, so think about it. That headlock was six points, and then he goes back and loses twelve to eight. Ramos is Ramos. I think it's Ramos, but he's he's also he's also a very good wrestler. So we got the finals of Crush and Race Hall, and I'll let you pick it. But you know who I'm going with. I I I know you're going the Okie State guy, so I'm gonna go Mark oh, Hall. Oh, shut your mouth. Um, uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, seriously though, I am. I'm gonna take Mark Hall on this. Um, I think this is gonna be a great match. I think it's gonna. I think Mark Hall beating Crutchmer, if he does, is gonna be show even more than him beating Casey Kent, um, in my opinion. Um, so I'm picking Mark Hall. Who are you taking? I'm taking Hall. And my question to you is: Are they gonna pull his red shirt? All right. My uh, answer is no. By the way. Okay. So. I'm not sure if they will pull his red shirt, but this is my opinion. I don't think the team race – I think the team race is super close this year. I think if you put Mark Hall in, if you're Penn State and you put Mark Hall in at 174, I think he is pretty much a lock to All-American with even the potential to be in the finals. And I think with him in that lineup, I think Ohio State, Iowa, Virginia Tech, whoever else, Okie State um, – they're going to have a real uphill battle to catch Penn State because of bonus points to go along with their All-Americans. I, th I think if they put Mark Hall in 
their lineup. It's over. I think the Penn State wins it. So why don't you then? Yeah, I, you're right. I, I'm not sure. I, I, you know, I think that they're, they're, they have an idea of redshirting him then and then redshirting him for an Olympic redshirt and keeping him around. And, you know, they've got a deep lineup. I don't know exactly why they would or wouldn't do it. And you said he's a guaranteed All-American. Man, I, I'm not sure he's a... He's not the favorite as soon as he gets put in. Well, I, I told you before, I'm still I'm still on the Valencia train at 174, but I would love to well, see. Well, I know Marco and Valencia wrestled before. Right, right, yeah. right. I, I can't, I, I mean, I'm sure it's, I think they've both won against each other. So you're saying you don't think they pull his red shirt. I'm actually, I'm going to say I think they pull his red shirt. Okay. I think they do. Is that because you just picked him up for the Fantasy League open? I'm hoping they pull his yeah, red shirt. Yeah, because you dropped Alex points. Marinelli after this last week. But <laughs> I need those points. But anyway. Um, yeah, I think, you know what, I think more and more you talk to me about it. I think they might. I think they might. I think if they do, it just uh, watch out the rest of the field. And as Buckeye fans, I hate to say that, but um, if they do pull his red shirt, Penn State's going to be damn hard to beat. Yeah, dude. I agree. I mean, but Bo Jordan might rip his arm off. Woo! I hope so. So, um, 184, that's kind of a, a one-man race here. Do we? It's funny, too. We talk about 184 being like the deepest weight class in the NCAAs. But whenever, Which it is. It is. But whenever Gabe Dean is in a bracket, is there really anything to talk about other than his level of dominance in his matches? <laughs> Not much. You know, I really would like to uh, give a shout-out to Hunter Gamble from Gardner-Webb. I was reading on Twitter earlier today. I believe he's the first wrestler from Gardner-Webb to make the semifinals of this tournament, and I think they've been in it for a while. So that's pretty cool, um, you know, that, that Gardner-Webb is, is making the semifinals. Actually, the, the head coach of Gardner-Webb, uh, Dan Elliott, he yeah, wrestled yeah. for Gardner-Webb. Um, okay. And he was wrestling back when I was wrestling at Slippery Rock University, and we were in the same division. So I, I got Did to watch. No, no, he was a, I think a one forty one or a one forty nine pounder. I was one twenty five. Okay. So we didn't we didn't wrestle in the same weight You're class. Not a one twenty five pounder. Anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. But I, you know, we I got to watch him wrestle. He was he was a stud back in the day too. Um, so he took over that program, and I think he's doing big things with that program, you know, and it just shows you're pushing, he's got a couple of guys that are ranked in the country, pushing guys into the semis of the um, Southern scuffle. So, you know, watch out for Gardner Webb just to, you know, you know, maybe make, do some work in the SOCOM. I hope so. I hope so. I, I like to see those programs, you know, those programs that are on the up and come up. Sure. You, you know, know, the ones that aren't kind of, you know, don't have all the funding that the other programs right. have. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Um, you know, all the big, the big guys other than basically Gabe Dean and Nolan Boyd were at the Midlands. And of course, who do we have in our finals? It's Gabe Dean and Nolan Boyd. Um, they just wrestled in a duel. Uh, Dean won that handily. I'm taking Gabe Dean. Okay, I'm going to take Gabe Dean too. So Next question. The tiebreaker. <laughs> okay. Just in case. The tiebreaker will be, is it Gabe Dean? What are you going? Major, decision, or tech, or pen? Major. I'm going decision. What do you think? You think that Boyd, the only way Boyd can get him by decision is if he stalls his, his balls off. I think Boyd's going to stall his balls off, but if it, since this is a tiebreaker, since you took major, I can't pick the same thing or it won't be a tiebreaker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all he right. Can so, you can do a tech fall. <laughs> um, I don't think he texts him. Um, I actually do. I, I actually do think it's a decision match. By the way, Boyd like, was a returning All-American, and that's what we're talking <laughs> took about. Fourth. Yeah, he took yeah, fourth, he took fourth, fourth last year. Last year. So. But Dean did major him in their last match. Um, so 197, we got the finals match. We got the match that everybody's been waiting for this, this year. This is the match people have been talking about. It's Jaden Cox, um, two-time NCAA champ from Missouri, Olympic bronze medalist, taking on Brett Pifar from Minnesota. Dude, it's Brett Farr. I'm saying Pifar. All right, cool. All right. You, you're, you were talking about I the, said Pifar during Cliff Keen, and you said it was Farr. Well, you're talking about— You want to go back to the tape? Stop. 
If you're going to call somebody to the Mexican City Rattler or whatever, I can say Whoa, Brett Pifar. New Mexican Rattler. Okay. You're saying he's not a citizen? Whatever. Shut up. That's messed up, bro. So anyway, um, you know, I think in general, we've talked in the past that 197, the weight class as a whole, isn't super deep. Um, it was kind of the same thing at this tournament. I don't even think – well, there is a couple of things, a couple of you know, things that kind of stood out to me, but I think we got the, the finals match that everybody wanted. Who you taking? Pick your pick right Woo! now. Woo! I'm taking Jaden Cox, and it's not going to be. It's it's. <sighs> I think that Jaden Cox wins, and I think it's like a three to one, four to one decision, four to two decision. But I don't think that Far creates enough offense to beat him. Well, and I know you're taking Far. Right? I am. I'm going to take Brett Far. Yeah, P Far. Um, I think because he has shown that he can t- take down pretty much anybody in the country. He can score lots of points. Um, I do believe it will be a close match, but I'm going to take far. One of the things that kind of stood out to me in this uh, in this weight class is um, Ben Darmstadt. I, was, I figured you were going to go Darmstadt. Lakes Wrestling Club. Illyria guy. He's gray shirting. He's going to wrestle for Cornell next year. He's an Ohio boy. Um, dude, he had, let's see, a tech fall in the first round, a pin in the second round, a uh, 13-8 decision in the round of 16 before he runs into Frank uh, Matthias from Penn. He He's gets, a ranked guy. Yeah, ranked guy. He gets majored in that match. Um, I like Darmstadt. I oh, think he's he, going to be a dude, freaking I stud. I think he's got a great future ahead of him. Look who he's training with right now. Gabe Dean. Oh, Gabe Dean. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's training with Kyle Dake too, but he, uh, Gabe Dean's one of the guys he's wrestling with. Um, so I, I liked his performance in this tournament. Um He's an Ohio guy that I think, what was he, like a two-time state champ? I think he was a three-time state champ. I want to say two or three. Two or three. Um, I think three. He is getting, I mean, he's gotten so good and so much better on a year-to-year basis since he was a freshman. Fargo champ. I mean, this guy, he's a big crew. Dude, he's... He's gonna be fun to watch when he's wrestling. He needs to put on a little bit of a size, you know, like oh, muscle. He's so skinny. Yeah, he's, so he's a little skinny. But dang. I tell you what, though, the dude can wrestle. Yeah, he can wrestle fantastic. It's perfect, Dean. You know it. Dean graduates, and all of a sudden he steps in for four years. Talk about having some depth there at that weight class, right? So you're thinking Dermstat drops from ninety-seven to eighty-four? Oh, or, or is my stat no, man wrong again? No, Dermstat wrestled eighty-four, dog. No, he wrestled 97. We're talking about 197. Oh, babe. you're right. Uh, I have no okay, clue listen, then. There is from now on. You have a, you have a four-beer minimum when we do these things, okay? <laughs> God. I don't know what Darmstadt does. Maybe he goes 97. Maybe Darmstadt, and what, is he going to step in for uh, Mark Gray next year at <laughs> 141? <laughs> so anyway. He's skinny. He is skinny. Um, so yeah, that was the that was kind of the, the, the other big thing I noticed in this weight class was Darmstadt. I'm looking forward to seeing him wrestle, especially as an Ohio guy. I know lots of Ohio guys are, or lots of Ohio fans are excited for him to come on. Um, all right, so you got Jaden Cox. I'm taking Brett Pifar in the finals at 197. Let's move on to 285. Um, we got, the biggest surprise to me was who is this guy? This the, the semifinal match against. Jacob Casper and Austin Schaefer from Oklahoma State. Schaefer's been on a run lately. He has been, but you know it's he gets beat down in this match. Well, and before that, Casper beats Dejernet nine to seven. So it's not like he's just sneaking in. So as Fretwell called him, Casper the friendly ghost. He beat Dejournet, who I think was the four seed, right? Mm-hmm. Beats him. Um, now Casper was the five seed, so it's not like he's sneaking up on people. I guess I said that, yeah. Okay, but um, he throws a beating at Schaefer ten to three. Who was I think the, he lat dropped him. Did he let drop? Him? Yeah. I missed that part. Uh, so he's got Crowell's from Minnesota in the finals. Crowell's returning All-American a couple times, I think. Yeah, Had but Casper nice... looks so small, doesn't he? 
Oh, in both of those, it, like Schaefer and Casper, yeah. both um, they look like glorified ninety-seven pounders. They do. They, I mean, they I really mean, do. Not, not trying to be mean. They look like they've yeah. never seen a weight in their life. You know, especially for heavyweights. But I, I don't know about Casper, but in Schaefer's defense, I mean, he he was a ninety-seven pounder last he year. He was. He was. Yeah. So anyway, um, Crowell's you know beat Nathan Butler from Stanford six to two in the semis. Who's a, a highly ranked guy? Yeah, I mean. I, I'm surprised the match wasn't wasn't you know a little a little closer in that regards. But other than that, I don't think there was a lot of big surprises in this weight class. Was there anything else that stood out to you? No, not really. All right. So who are you making your pick? You got Casper the Friendly Ghost, or you got Crowell's in the heavyweight scuffle finals. I, I'm gonna take Crowell's. He's just he's the bigger guy. I think that the, uh, Casper's gonna have trouble. You know, he Dijonette's a big guy. Um, you know, so he had a nice win there, but, but Schaefer, you know, not, not that big of a guy and that's where he has his biggest win, uh, against Crowell's, I'm not sure he's gonna be able to push him around as much and he's not going to want to get underneath him, right? Nobody's gonna want to shoot on him. So he's going to go upper body with Crowell's, which is kind of where Crowell's lives. Yeah. So, um, it'll be interesting to see. I think, Crow, I mean, look, Crowell's has got it done before. Um, he's been an all American. I'm, I'm going to pick Crowell's as well. So I think yeah. it's a safe pick. Um, uh, but anyway, it doesn't take away from the tournament that Casper's had. Um, okay. So look, we've been kind of running this podcast for <laughs> Almost the two hours. Sorry, um, guys. Apologize for the link, but we've had a lot to cover. Um, a couple of great tournaments that's been happening. Midlands in the scuffle. Um, my last question to you, Ben. Based on what you've seen from the Midlands, from the scuffle, what are your thoughts right now? Anything change? You got anything that stands out? Like, what What are you looking out for? I think that Minnesota is close to, if not this year, being a, a trophy contending team again. You think so? I think that they've got a really good team. You know, I think that the biggest thing was they had a really down year last year. They redshirted a lot of people. You know, they, they had got a lot of money and some recruits that are coming in or that came in this past year. And everybody knows the story with J-Rob and how J-Rob got relieved of his position. Mm-hmm. And so people were wondering what Minnesota was going to do. And all they've done is, you know, been able to put out solid wrestlers pretty much at every weight class. I mean, look at their look at their lineup. Yeah, solid wrestlers at every weight class. I, I think yes. I mean, I agree with that. And I think you know, minus Brett Farr, they they lack they lack star power. You know, I think Tommy Thomas Thorne can be star pa- well, power. Well, Crowell's a returning um, All American. Crowell's an All American. Um, Lee Zach's in the finals here. Yeah, I'm just McKee. saying in general on a national stage, they've got a, they got great guys top to bottom, like sure. you just said. I agree with that. Um, other than far though, they lack that star power. But I, I, I do see them as a team that in the next couple of years are going to be back, back, you know, in the top. Three yeah, I, I think the Minnesota stuff. I think that Oklahoma you, State's really flexed some depth. So since you brought that up, do you think Egham gets the interim role uh, title removed? I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. I think it would be silly not to. He's been around there for, you know, I forget the exact. I, I know he's been, it's been there a, for a long. Yeah, time. Yeah, I know it's been well over ten years. Right. I think, um, you know, it looks like the wrestlers trust him. Probably the administration has to trust him or else he would have been gone with J-Rob, right? Right. No, I think so. I think you're right. I think what he's been able to do with that team after the the controversy that they've went through with the removal of um, Robinson, uh, J-Rob from coach with, you know, the guys they've had on suspension, he's held that team together and not only held them together, he's got guys performing well. So I think that goes a lot. They're better than last year. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. So I think I think I agree with you. So that's so. a big shocker to me. The other one is I think that you'll get watch out for Lehigh. They're a sneaky good team. I think they could definitely be a top ten team this year. Other than that, like I said, Oklahoma State's really flexed their muscle and depth. They won the um they won the Reno tournament champions a couple of weeks ago. Not a not a ton of other things that have been shockers to me in terms of like team race. No. Um, you know, I, I think that 
you know, I hate to say it being a Buckeye fan, but I'm a little concerned after the performance of uh, Miles Martin that that maybe you know what they might be fighting for is a is a team trophy, which is top four rather than a than a title spot. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that, and it's as you wear your Ohio State sweatshirt, it's not like you're a, you're not a Buckeye. No, fan. but I agree with you. I think that you know they need. They need Pletcher to do as well as what Hayes could have done at NCAAs, and Miles Martin has to figure things out and, and get back in the top four, top five guys at 184. I mean, or else they're going to be sitting behind Penn State, um, maybe even you know Oklahoma State. Uh, hopefully not Iowa. And, yeah. and then you got you even got a team like Virginia Tech that's got a lot of guys coming back. They so do. Um, the two things I want to touch on before we get off here, going into the second half of the season, we talked about them a little bit already. Penn State, I, I think those are going to be two storylines that are really going to have some interest going forward. Um, call, I say that like I'm smarter than Kel Sanderson. I'm not. I don't think that at all. But um, I think if they remove that red championship in the team race, I can't disagree um, with you there. I think that it almost puts them. Puts it at a runaway at this point. Iowa will panic and pull the red shirt of Marinelli, um, thinking that he can score them the points they need. Yeah, he might be an All-American, but you know he's not going to win a title at that weight class. At this point, I can't see him. I mean, yeah, it's, that's it's, what I'm saying. He might be an All-American. Right. Sure. So anyway, guys, this was our episode number five. Um, or send us an email to theinsidetrip1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We appreciate all the Tundo for allowing us to use the picture, one of his pictures as the inspiration for our podcast cover artwork. Thanks for listening.